This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Wrestling Rehap Up. I'm your host, Mari Forth, and with me, as always, my co-host, my tag team partner, the road warrior hawk to my road warrior animal, Mr. Matt Scott. Matt, how's it going? Oh, what a rush. It's so good (laughs) to be here, to be one of the road warriors, to be your tag team partner, to dive in after the Royal Rumble. To fall, exciting, to fall off jumbotrons. To fall off jumbotrons. We're going to do all of it. Um, get the face paint out. It's good time. We're in episode four of the Rehab Up. And I'm just happy to be here, as always. Yeah, and it's been a big week, man. We had a yes. big episode last week. Yes. This has been a big uh, post-Rumble week. I mean, the excitement is still here. Like, we're a week. It's a week out. And I'm still just so excited from everything that we saw. Yeah, it's palpable. We saw, um, I'm trying to do the math right now, but 58 people go over the top rope. We saw two people win. And this is like one of the biggest shows of the year for anyone who's just new to wrestling. And so um, I'm really amped to talk about the winners, who I'm very excited about, even though I didn't totally predict it, but we'll get into all of that. (laughs) We'll get into that, yes. And we had some um, really good um, listener emails and tweets this week, so uh, we'll be going through those throughout the show because they're more of a looking forward type of uh, correspondence as opposed to what we previously did. So um, other than that, if anybody else wants to get in on the conversation with us, we can, they, you can always email us at wrestling at robhasawebsite.com. You can reach out using hashtag wrestling rehab up. You can find me at Mari Talks Too Much on Twitter. That's Mari Talks Too Much, two like the number two. Matt, where can they find you? You can find me at Matt Scott GW on social media and also on the RHAP, that's Rob has a podcast, patrons group, and the unofficial group, Job has a squadcast. So it's been cool to connect with people and please reach out, email us, tweet us, all that stuff. Yeah, we're here. We love good feedback. We love to talk to the fans. We love to talk to the listeners. We love just putting your thoughts on the on this episode. We have no um we have no problems with that. So uh we have a great guest here today, Matt. Uh can you do the honors? All right. Making his way to the podcast, 
This man is a musical prodigy, and he is a straight-up snack. He loves his Reese's Puffs, his Rice Krispies, his Jawbreakers. He is the R-Truth, the Hockey Talk Man, the John Cena, the Elias of this podcast, because it is time. I invite you to walk with Isaiah. I said, I invite you to walk with Isaiah. Say it with me, Mari. Oh, sorry. Walk, walk with, with Isaiah. Please welcome 8-Ball Isaiah. <laughs> Dude, that, that was great. Like, I did not expect the song references and everything. That was awesome. I'm going to catch my breath over here for Please a minute. <laughs> Isaiah, thank you for being with us. How are you doing today? I, I'm great. Um, today is going to be a marathon for me because I got like three podcasts to do today, but I'm like, I, I was I excited. Yeah, there exactly. But no, this is awesome, though. Like, I'm, I'm so happy for you guys. Like, this is this is great. Um, I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much. And of course, uh, we asked you on because we want to we definitely want to get just a range of different wrestling knowledge. We love spotlighting just like you, just like us. You're a part of the RHAP class of 2020. So we love getting just new faces on as many new faces as we possibly can. So can you just tell us about your knowledge of wrestling, history of wrestling, even if it's from a like a casual outside point of view? What what stands out from wrestling overall for you? So wrestling and me do not have a relationship at all. Um, <laughs> I never watch wrestling. Um, the the closest thing you say to wrestling is like my friends, like some of my friends used to watch when I was younger. So, and I think one of them actually still does, but like I, I have no history with wrestling whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously it's left such an effect on like the culture and everything that it's yeah. like, okay, there's something there. So, you know, it's always interested me, but I just never had the time or it's never been like the top of my list of like, I mm-hmm. need to watch it, but I mean, it's there, you know, so, you know, yeah. it's this thing. Well, we're going to, we're going to absolutely change that today. We're going to shape your perspective. And also it's going to be cool to have you because I think sometimes as fans, we get wrapped up in yeah. like, just being used to the wild world of professional wrestling so let us know what stands out and help us keep perspective on just like how bananas all of this is because it is kind of bananas of course I I will be the perspective of the unknowledgeable individual I'm going that's the thing like I love because I've been steeped in wrestling for so long Matt's been steeped in wrestling for so long it is so funny to always like get an outside perspective because to us this is this is normal Mm-hmm. Woman sets a man's face on fire. That's normal. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It happens. <laughs> it happens. Wow. <laughs> it's, it's just nice for people to be like, yo, uh, as long and like I said, like um, we're so open to people coming on the show, and it's all about respect. And I think Isaiah, you do have a healthy respect for wrestling, for what we're doing. You're mm-hmm. not here to be like, it's fake. Like, 
Thanks, mm-hmm. guys. We all know it's all <laughs> fake, you know, and that's what we really just asked for from our guests. We ask that you come in with an open mind. You um, <laughs> you are OK with being described this crazy, weird world <laughs> and that you just take the trip with us. You know, we're, we're your your what do we say the other day, like the other week? The shaman or the the, the, <laughs> the, shaman, the Sherpa, the, the, the Sherpa, Sherpa, yeah, Sherpa, the Sherpa that'll guide you up that mountain. <laughs> So, uh, let's get into our Royal Rumble reactions, Matt. I mean, wow. Uh, again, still just buzzing, taking it all in. How did you like the event? Oh, oh. <laughs> honestly, I, w- I only have one thought. I'm just like, Bianca won, Bianca won, Bianca won. Yes. Like, Bianca, <laughs> Bianca Belair shined. I didn't see it coming. Um, edge one I kind of saw that coming uh, but I was excited because I feel like WWE you know there are times when we really want certain things badly when it comes to pro wrestling and they don't necessarily give that to us which makes sense like it doesn't make sense to give your fans everything in one night in the Mm -hmm. moment you need to kind of like lead them on a little bit and WWE gave me what I wanted like on the Royal Rumble. So I have no complaints. I was really excited about it. And I I really love just watching the finishes of each of the the Rumble matches. Yeah, it was so good. Like, so I, we, we did our predictions and everything. And I don't think anything that happened was much of a surprise to us, which is good. Like some people think that, you know, if it's too predictable, it can be like, oh, that's not cool. But I honestly will take a logical predictable instead of a swerve for that makes no sense. Um, mm-hmm. for, for those who don't know, swerve, swerve is just like basically a surprise, a twist, a twist for the sake of a twist. Like, uh, like for one of the, one of the things, like we said that we thought Alexa could win the Rumble. She right. was, she was some of our picks and stuff like that. Yeah. And she came okay. into the I feel like you just shaded me there, like some of our picks. I think I was the only I, one, but uh okay. <laughs> I didn't say it, you said it anyways. Uh, she came into the match. Uh she starts doing her like fiend hulk up, like the lights start going, and I died when Rhea just dumped her over the the rope before she could turn into the big bad. I was like, yeah, Rhea Ripley. I mean, come on, that is so amazing. Because how many times have we said like, why are you letting them Hulk up? Why are you letting them get to that point? And then she, Rhea was like, nah, not today, girl, not today. And I loved yeah. it. I I loved every second of it. Um, to your point about the matches, Matt. So they did the good thing. Goldberg lost to uh, Drew McIntyre. Yeah, which I'm. We all said like this would be the perfect time to do it. Goldberg had already built up that resume of coming in and snatching the title at the last second, so this was very refreshing to see. Sasha retained against Carmella, you know, and Reginald in a very a very good decent match. Um, Sasha's really good at putting on matches. Carmella did a good job. Um, Again, not much. I don't. The story is kind of lacking, but really good um and then the roman and ko uh street fight or, or no sorry last man standing fight was just that was really good that was a lot of hardcore they have great chemistry and it was a botch uh what do you think oh no no, yeah, no yeah well okay it was kind of it was there was look 
I, anytime we get to see Kevin Owens, especially like shine in terms of the hardcore stuff, because I feel like that's really where he shines. Like if we see him flying off of things or like just the hardcore brutal wrestling, like that's what I like to see. From. I so I, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. He takes but, a lot of really brutal pump bumps. Sorry, a lot yeah. of a lot of really brutal brutal bumps, and it was really good to see. It was a great match, and like I said, they, they there was a spot with the handcuffs. Um, uh, Ko had handcuffed Roman to the bottom of like the jumbotron area, and the ref started counting. And Paul Heyman grabbed the key, but the key didn't he, work. Yeah, the key we'll did see. not work for a while. So, right? What was going on? So shout out to my husband. My oh. You know, my other half. Uh, he um, found out that they said that uh, KO, act, when he put the cuffs on, he accidentally put it so that the key was face, the key side, the key hole was facing inside as opposed to outside. So it was harder for them to mm. get the, yeah, get the, the cuffs off because it was facing inside. So to cover that, the ref had to stop counting. It was, the, the announce team had to kind of cover for them until they could get the cuffs off. So, and, and it was and, like the last 10 minutes of the match or something. Yeah. Like that. And then Roman had to like get up kind of like crouching on his feet. Cause at yeah. first he's laying there like, I can't get up. I can't get up. I'm going to be counting out. And then he's like, okay, well I have to get up. So he's just like crouching down, like standing there as he's being like, uncuffed. And then like, where's Kevin? I didn't even know where Owens was in that no. whole moment. But like, other than that, I think yeah. the match was amazing. And even the, the attempt at, uh, there's just the spot. It was cool. And you know what? They could edit that. And we, yeah. we probably will just see it like a clean, non-botched version of that the, one day. The funny thing is, as soon as he cuffed him, that was my thought, too. I was like, he can still get on both feet. He just got to crouch down. <laughs> but It took him some time to figure it out. I'll just say it took him some time to figure it out. Like... So that hey. it kind of sucks when you put on such a great match like yeah. that. And then just that last sequence just kind of you know, go screwy. And then so people kind of remember that part or it just kind of takes away from the match as a whole. But it was a very good match. I guess the biggest surprise was the women's tag team stuff was, uh, yeah, um, Asuka yeah. and Charlotte lost to uh, Naya and um, Shayna, which mm-hmm. I guess wasn't a surprise because we did right. say yeah, we did say that it was a possibility. Um, but it got moved to the pre-show you know, and I thought it was funny because uh, last week Chappelle was like, well, why would they give her the title just to take yeah. it off her r- right away for Charlotte? I'm like, Chappelle, you sweet summer child. This is what they do. <laughs> this, is, this is what they do. Um, Isaiah, the, the Rumble winners. Again, uh, Bianca Belair is the first African-American woman to win a Royal Rumble. I mean, the Women's Rumble is only, you know, four four Rumbles in the making, but not only the first African-American woman, but she's only the second ap- black person to win, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if we're counting the rock. So yeah. did that, did, were you able to, did that speak to you? What did you think about that? Cause she made her, um, she, she was on SmackDown making the rounds. So, so even though I don't watch it, I, I think naturally that's always going to be very exciting for anyone who's, mm-hmm. you know, like of color because like, wow, like that's different, you know, like not yeah. a lot of opportunities there for, um, you know, black people to win stuff like that. So yeah. 
First of all, good for her. I, I did think that it was really funny when she started smacking with the hair and everything. Yeah. I was like, ah. you know, but no, that you know, that's exciting. You know, it's good. Yeah, just from her her look, like mm-hmm. if, from if you don't hear anything out of mm-hmm. out of your mouth, her mouth. What did you think just from just her look in general? She looks. She's very intense. Like I don't know. It's just like stardom. Like you know, like yes. it's very like like I, I like the way that she looks. So. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the rumble. We'll get into that a little bit more. Uh, but honestly, I I think we got everything we wanted from the rumble. Basically, um, any more highlights, uh, Matt? Maybe from the matches themselves, like some uh, some spots during the matches. You know what? That's a great question because there. I, you know, one thing I always look forward to is the um, just the the surprise entry. Surprises. So mm-hmm. the for whatever reason, the the one person who comes to mind for me um, from the women's Royal Rumble who I was really excited to see was actually Victoria. Yes, oh my god, yes. Because of all people, so Victoria is someone who was in WWE, I want to say from like 2001 or so to like 2009 about, maybe I'm off by about a year. A year or two. I mean, so to walk through the history Mm-hmm. Um, and just t- talk about where things were around the time she joined. She actually came in her very first um, debut performance was with the Godfather, um, yes. as his quote unquote. <clears throat> one of his quote unquote, they call the hoes. Hoes, yes. Like, yeah, they don't, they see, they don't, they ditched that when they went PG. So they've kind yeah. of learned over time. But um, that was her debut. And I think she went through a table. Um, and then, um, basically she became Victoria, like her actual character and was just a solid wrestler. She had like this amazing hardcore match or street fight with Trish Stratus, Trish, yeah, uh-huh. epic, epic women's wrestler, oh smacking each other around with like trash can lids and and uh, kendo sticks and like fire mm-hmm. extinguishers and all that. Well, <laughs> she kind of like, she was a great wrestler, but she never was at the level of a lot of the other women in terms of just like being over or being popular. And for whatever reason, I think there might have been like some backstage drama, but she just yeah. wasn't brought back for she a few years. Early. She didn't think that she would be brought back. And then she, Ever. Kind of, she yeah. got forever. And then she got brought yeah. back, which is just nice, especially in the pandemic, especially knowing like how much. Like she's not working, and I I saw another interview with her where she was talking about that. So that felt good to see, just from yeah. like that human perspective. Yeah, Victoria was there during that like ruthless aggression, like golden era, like the middle of that golden era for women's wrestling, where they had just came from doing the bra and panty matches to, like we said, Victoria and Trish were in a great like hardcore match when uh, when Lita and Trish and then Victoria and Jazz and all of them were finally like doing like actual women's wrestling, um, and then and then uh, Victoria left basically right when they started phasing towards the diva stuff and because she had a problem with uh, management backstage but her run with WWE was always so underrated to to me I loved her character she was like the crazy black widow the widow's peak is like one of my favorite finishing moves of all time and I was really happy she hit it in the in the rumble even though like eh, there's a little you know her and Peyton weren't on the same page there but I love a good widow's peak and she is amazing so it was so good to see her back I really hope oh I want to I want like they always bring back the legend men to like have 
matches, but they never like they hardly ever bring back the legend women to have matches, which is like a freaking travesty, unless it's like a yeah. big event. Like it's such a travesty. Like Victoria, yeah. Molly Holly, they can get out there right now and like really put some of these younger women over. And it's just very annoying that they don't utilize them. So hopefully yeah. um she gets uh, a little bit more time to shine. Other spots was of course Naomi and Bianca helping each other <laughs> fighting and then helping each other to get back into the ring that was hilarious the braid what was how would you describe i was like what is going on right now i didn't did you understand what the braid yeah so uh yeah yeah, so isaiah this let me just explain this spot to you so naomi she's another black woman amazing very athletic. She's known for in the Royal Rumble. She uh, she gets a limit. She she gets thrown out of the, the ring, but she makes sure she's not eliminated because she doesn't let her feet touch the ground. And then okay. she finds creative ways to get back into the ring. And so this year she was on the apron laying down and somebody kicked her. And so she fell to the ground, but th- she fell to the ground on her back and she had the wherewithal to keep her feet up in the air. Wow. And I saw, yeah, and I saw a lot of people saying this is ridiculous. It's like, no, it's not ridiculous. This is like the 40th Royal Rumble, something to that effect. And this has been the rules for all 40 years. If your Mm -hmm. feet do not touch the ground, any part of your body can touch the ground as long as it's not your feet. And so, um, her back was on the ground, her feet were up in the, were up in the air and they're like she's not eliminated she's not eliminated but she has to get back into the ring mm-hmm. so at the same time Bianca Belair our eventual winner and her long braid she was uh, being like um, somebody was trying to get her out and she was fighting on the ground in the ring um, trying to not go out and her braid like fell over off into off the the match uh, out of the the ring onto the ground so Naomi grabbed it and used her hair to pull herself back <laughs> to the ring it was and, it yeah. was like a like a Rapunzel situation. I was yeah. just about to say that. <laughs> yeah, I just realized that too. I'm like, whoa, okay, yeah, like yes. go off. <laughs> so Naomi used it to pull herself closer to the ring. She then put her feet that were in the air the whole time onto the ring apron. Mm-hmm. She then like it was so athletic. She then was able to like stand on her hands and push her body closer to the ring. Bianca there was struggling the whole time because her hair was being used as rope. And so when Naomi finally got back onto the ring, Isaiah, like they were both hanging by their feet, both heads down, like, you know, and Bianca tells Naomi to let go of her hair and starts beating Naomi, like starts throwing punches. They both start throwing punches at each other off the side of the ring. And then they stop and they realize, okay, we need to get into the ring. So they then join hands. They do some like momentum thing. So that they yeah, can what was this? Get into the, it was like, it was like a momentum thing. It made sense to me. Like it was kind of like when you're on a swing set and you're trying to get that uh-huh, yeah. momentum. They, they, they held hands. They, they then got their momentum and they got back into the ring. They looked at each other. They yelled at each other and then they started fighting again. I love this because if you yeah. look at the Royal Rumble, if you're watching the Royal Rumble, Naomi and Bianca, the two black women in it, are basically fighting the whole time, but it's not a malicious fight. It's like when you fight with your cousins. Like mm-hmm. I was like, this is our, this is play cousins fighting because they were like, because 
when that whole thing happened, Bianca was like, let go of my hair. And Naomi's like, I'm trying to get back in. And then they just start wailing on each other. It was great. I loved it. It was for the culture. It was for me. Then, uh, so- yeah. Like to that point, I'll just add, like, that's the thing where, and, and I think one reason, like, no, first of all, the people who listen to this podcast are amazing because they're also supportive. And like, yeah. something I always think of is like, Someone coming to us and being like, why are you talking about Bianca and this so much? It's because we have never seen that before. Yes. Like, that's mm-hmm. the cool thing that I think not only applies to like black women in wrestling and Naomi and Bianca, but also like women in general, which is just mm-hmm. like, I think so many new opportunities that they're doing oh all this God. stuff that one, like the men wouldn't do. But also yeah. like stuff that the men haven't done and stuff even more that we haven't seen the women do. So when we see it, it's kind of exciting. It's new, it especially after 20, like 20 years for each of us of being wrestling fans. Right. And I, yeah. And I personally think that this rumble, if I'm thinking back on it, I, I know, I know a lot of people like how the last year's like the, uh, no, the year before the 2019 rumble ended, you know, with Be- Becky coming in and it was down to her and Charlotte, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah. But I actually like this final two, um, more because that Oscar and Nikki final two in the first rumble was just like, okay, it's going to be Oscar. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the second rumble we had, um, that's when we had, the Becky Charlotte thing. And even then you kind of like, it's going to be Becky last year, Charlotte winning. I don't even remember who she was in there with at the end. I just remember being pissed because I was like, really? So this year when it came down to Bianca and Rhea, after they had both thrown out Charlotte, it just felt, you could tell like Twitter, like the, you know, the virtual audience, they were like, yes, somebody knew was going to win this rumble. You know what I'm saying? And, um, Ray is not black, but I she did a great job, and I'm a fan. Like I said, I, I loved her spot with Alexa Bliss. Um, her and Bianca work really well together. We've seen that in, in NXT for a long time. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna sit here. I'm gonna it's my podcast, and I'm gonna stand the people I stand, and I'm also gonna try and point out the merits of of what people are doing. And we're just lucky that this is a time where they are pushing Bianca into the spotlight, and we get to talk about it. And again. Not taking, I'm not about to take away Bianca's win by saying like Rhea is like good too because they they both are. You know what I'm saying? It, it's yeah. just it's just easy to say. Okay, so that was. I was fun. actually I, can I say that real quick. Yeah, oh, please. Yeah, I'm sorry, I was, I know you're good. I was just just gonna say just watching everything. Mm-hmm. I, and this is just me. If I did watch uh, wrestling and all that stuff, like I'm. I was surprised to say this, but like the the women's one is a lot more inter- like entertaining, mm-hmm. honestly. Like like there's like a lot of like their moves and like they're more flexible and everything. They're doing a lot of flips and all that stuff. I'm just like, huh. I was like, okay. Like I actually yeah. I felt like I was watching almost like um like a superhero movie just like in in person. Like yeah. like it was yeah, it was cool. I, I liked it. Yeah, women's wrestling, and that's the thing. It's just come leaps and bounds, and we're always talking mm-hmm. about that on this podcast because we just love women's wrestling. That's what we do. This is what we we like, and you know, I I like the men's stuff too. Mm-hmm. You know, I do, uh, but it's just so it's just like really compelling what they're doing on the women's side right I now. Agree. I agree. You know, I can't. I'm here to talk about what's working. Okay, right. and this is what's working today. <laughs> we also got um, we also got a few questions for some of our Rahat patrons. You know, on our on our Twitter, Mr. Edward Morris, also known as Edmo, he asked us: since Edge is making the rounds, can we talk through each possible uh, matchup? 
uh, which was uh, Edge versus Drew, uh, Balor, Balor and Dunn, or versus Roman. He also asked us to go through Bianca versus Asuka, Bianca versus Io, or Bianca versus Sasha. So you know with Edge, we're going to definitely, as yeah. we go through the highlights, touch on it because he confronted every single possible person that he could probably face at WrestleMania. So exactly. we're going to definitely touch on that with Bianca. I think we can start here. Yeah, we can probably start here. We can do it here because Bianca, um, her, she's been doing lots of interviews. It's been amazing. The reception has been really good for her. Um, but we didn't really get to see her until SmackDown this week. And when she went to try and confront Sasha, um, I'm hoping that next week, since she didn't give an answer, I'm hoping that next week she gets the same like energy that Edge did and gets to go to mm. Raw and NXT and all that too. Mm. So, um, just real quickly, let's talk about Bianca versus Asuka. Just real quick, um, some fans have unearthed uh, uh, Bianca and Asuka used to wrestle on NXT live events about like three to four years ago, and all the clips that I saw. I mean, Asuka is an amazing wrestler, one of the best in the world. And Bianca is, has been proved, has proved to hang with the best in the world. So, I mean, you, that's not a bad matchup. No, the only thing is just where, how Asuka's been positioned lately. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's been it's been so weak. I mean, she we just saw her lose and get pinned by Naomi, Naomi. Um, mm-hmm. which we'll get again get into. We'll get but, into that, yeah. Um, yeah, not that. Just it, it would be a great match. Not a draw. Yeah, it's a great match, but is it a draw? A WrestleMania draw? I don't At this think point, so. No. Yeah. Exactly. Not right now. Uh, Bianca versus EO, like they've they've uh matched up very uh like a lot during NXT. Bianca came up from NXT just last year and EO mm-hmm. is the NXT women's champion. Unfortunately, just like Asuka, EO is not in a position to bring eyes to a match because they have really dropped the ball on her her storyline, just like they've dropped the ball on Asuka's storyline. Mm-hmm. Would you agree, Matt? Yeah, give us like, but I would love to see like a, a yeah. of course, an EO match at WrestleMania. Like, give me an NXT right. Women's Championship match. Give me uh, my girl Mercedes Martinez in that match. I'll be really happy about that. But uh, yeah, again, not with the would, Rumble winner, right? This is your, you were commenting on this with Charlotte last year where yeah. Charlotte wins the Royal Rumble, beats 29 other women, goes on. She could face. Any of the women champion, yeah. she could make all of that T-shirt money, all of those endorsements. She could get the SmackDown Women's Championship, the Raw Women's Championship, whatever she wants. She probably could have gotten both of them in a match, for all we know. And she right. went for the NXT Women's Championship, which uh, you know, some people still look at NXT as developmental territory, yeah, the hard. training ground for wrestling. So it wasn't great. And then there were also no fans there, which also just took like a lot all of the, the gas out of it. it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it really does still feel like a step down for the Rumble winner to go after the NXT championship, unfortunately. So um, so that just brings us, brings us to what we'll talk about in depth a little bit later. But we all want Bianca versus Sasha. That's it. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't need to say I, anything more about that. Yeah, yeah. And we'll get we'll get back. Well, we will say we will. Yeah, we will say a lot. But <laughs> I will also say we had another we did have another comment here from yeah. Trent Williams that's about some of the scenarios, but I think that's probably best to leave that until we get to maybe we do we want to get into that now or get into the highlights and then talk about that with Edge. Um 
We can we can talk about it when we get to the highlights. Awesome. I think you're right because uh, this was a great question from Trent. And I definitely want to address it mm-hmm. um, in the appropriate uh, place. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That brings us to our highlights of the week. And of course, we are going to start with Raw uh, this week. And we're going to start with the Edge and Orton saga. So again, this is this is a good place to talk about Edge doing his rounds. I, I think Matt, correct me if I'm wrong. They're saying that he's technically a SmackDown superstar, right? He's like technically on SmackDown. I don't look. I think I saw that on one of the promos. It doesn't. It the, doesn't thing, the thing is, it doesn't matter, too. But I mean, maybe that. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how things pan out. That might have been a mistake. Yeah. So basically, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. He's been basically, on Raw <laughs> the last few weeks. So he has been. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know what I'm talking about. You saw that promo yeah. where they're like, okay, I know yeah, I wasn't crazy. So I yeah. <laughs> I thought so, I was just like, it's fake. Fake news. Let's go. <laughs> so Edge goes to Raw to basically do the stare down with Drew McIntyre. Edge did this a real, a, a really well all week. He, wherever he went, he wanted to like make the champion. Like he wanted to prop them up, you know? Yeah. He wanted to prop up the champion and talk about why he would want to face them. He went and he talked to Drew McIntyre and um Drew McIntyre got interrupted by Sheamus. I don't it's really hard for me. Like Drew McIntyre is a, a good champion. He's a decent champion. He is a solid hand, but Drew McIntyre right. is just not for me. It's just not my cup of tea, and that's fine. That is fine. His his run has been solid. He's had solid competition, but just to me, I just haven't gotten a storyline with him that I really have like clung to. You know what I'm saying? What What do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like, and I think a lot of it, I can't, I can't put my finger on what it is about Drew McIntyre because. You know, I know when he was on the independent scene, the indie wrestling scene out there doing his thing in front of much small, well, not smaller crowds than, well, yeah, much smaller crowds, um, but not much smaller crowds than they have now with the Thunderdome and like no one actually being there. But, um, you know, he was big because he was a big time wrestler. He was just great. He was surging. He developed his character. And I just, I, I feel like his character I can't pick up on it but it feels a little yeah. stifled for some reason yeah. or like there's something that's being held back and I'm, I don't know what it is maybe someone will will have a better explanation for it but it's not it, it doesn't feel exciting 
I feel like it might just because he's just such a, a like a baby baby face. Like they're trying to yeah. make him like an ultra good guy. And and yeah. WWE has a big problem with writing faces to be. I think that's so, I think that's a big part of it because we did see him yeah. kind of at some point as this more um, like hardcore but like a, a just a more um like a brutish force you know yeah. at some point but he doesn't have that anymore he's anymore, like likable exactly. and smiles and so i i had to bring that up just to explain why why edge was on on yeah. raw but it's not we don't even have it in our highlights because it's just you know yeah. um so let's get into the actual the edge and Orton, Orton saga so we got randy Orton say saying edge won't make it to mania in a, a good promo he's really pissed because basically edge him and edge started the the rumble match and then randy faked a knee injury or whatever happened and came back at the royal at the end of the royal rumble match and then edge tossed him over yeah well, yeah. I'm just wondering, like, I, Isaiah, what did you think of yeah. the, of like Randy Orton, especially because like I've, I've watched him for 20 years. So I have some, a lot of perspective on him, but I'm wondering like how you perceived him just with every, the clips you saw. So I, I will say, and I was going to actually ask you guys this question, but I'll wait till afterwards. So. I, I was actually curious how Randy Orton is, is seen in the wrestling world because at least in the mainstream media to the, to the, to the mm-hmm. unknowledgeable individual like myself, he's like, he's, he, I, we know him for the whole meme, Randy Orton slithering by. Oh. So <laughs> like that's, that was a name that I did recognize. Like um, the out of nowhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah like uh-huh. He's a huge character. So like, like, yeah. you know, I did, I did re- recognize him and all that. Is he, is he beloved in, in, in this kind of universe or like what? That's a good question. That's a great question. Like, because yeah. even I have talked about on this podcast how I grapple with going back and forth with like <laughs> liking him and not liking him. He's been on he's been on WWE television for close to two decades now, if I remember correctly. It's like yeah. just he, a shade under 20 years or so, right? Yeah, right? he de- he debuted in 2002. And the thing that yeah. like that really got to me for some reason, maybe I was just feeling nostalgic watching the um, clips this week, but I'm thinking back to when he debuted and he was just like young, pretty boy, yeah. you know, and then watching that promo with him this week, like his eyes were bugging out of his head. And <laughs> yeah, he was <laughs> like, he's, yeah. He's, he's very he's evil. Very, yeah, yeah, he's not, he's like a yeah. sinister, like evil villain coming for us. So I'm, I think I'm, you know, contrasting him with like John Cena, for instance, of who course. was like at the top of his game. They both debuted around the same time, but mm-hmm. Cena has been like part time on and off for a while, for years and a career now. Baby face too, and yeah. a career baby face. Right. So I think like the thing that's interesting is Randy Orton is still there. He's still doing it like 20 yeah. years later. And it's kind of mind blowing actually that anyone could just like do any of this for, for that long. Yeah. Like, like one day of like <laughs> wrestling, I'd be limping around for a while, let alone like 20 years. So exactly. he's really developed as a character. And I, to your point, Mari, I was watching it like, I really, I'm coming around on him. Yeah, I like you, him, yeah. <laughs> if you put him next to like anyone who's, who just debuted, anyone who's within their first five years, even 10 years, he is head and shoulders above them. And like, we don't get to see him next to those new newbies a lot. But if we did, I think it'd be really clear how awesome he is. So, 
you know? yeah. I mean, he's a so, he's a bad guy, but we'll t- yeah. we love a lovable bad guy. In okay. this pro- in this program between him and Edge, he is the heel. He is the bad yeah. guy. So technically, if he's doing his job right, we're supposed to hate him. But like Matt said, his his career is so long and storied. And the reason why I I mostly had for most of his career not liked his his um what he's put out is because when he was younger, he is a third generation wrestler. So his dad was a wrestler and his grandfather was a wrestler, very big wrestlers. And so when he was younger, he coasted on that. You could tell when he coasted on that. Uh, He was given everything right out the gate. He was like the youngest world champion at one point. Um, So it was very privilegy at first, you know, and, but throughout his career, he's very, he's, he's morphed. He's gone. He's gone super dark. You know, he's done baby face. He's gone. He He's done it pretty much all for somebody who kind of kept the same kind of character throughout the, the 20 years. And I think what's happening right now, these past, what, two years, two, three years? Yeah. Right? Two, three years. He's just been so on. Like, he's been, yeah. he... he in the middle of his career, career, I, I personally would accuse him of resting on his laurels. If he didn't like the feud, he would not put that much into it. If he didn't like the, the opponent, he would honestly sandbag them in the ring. He wouldn't give them much. But now, the, the, yeah, these last couple of years, you can tell that he's really back and he's invested in it. And every feud that he's gotten in these past two or three years has he's excelled at. And, I'll, and, I, and I will give props. When I when when I give props, so yeah, he's he's been doing a great job. You know, lately yeah. he's been doing a great job. So that's how I see him as a you know part of this yeah. wrestling world. And, and I have to get this off my chest right okay. now because it right. came it came to mind. But like Randy, like outside of kayfabe, outside yeah. the scripted show, used to have a really bad reputation for just kind of being like a dirt bag or something yeah. like that. And like there's lots of stories. It's funny because I've seen him doing interviews there might be like a WWE network documentary or something where he talks about his reputation then and how he was just like out of it and just kind of yeah. did his own thing but they're like I think he might have pooped in someone's bag at some he point did. I don't yeah. know okay yeah. Wow. Amazing okay. yeah I said allegedly because I don't want to get sued by Randy Orton of course um, but yeah I just want to mention like it's cool also to see that growth and I feel like because I, I knew about that stuff as I was watching at the time. I just Me didn't too. want anything to do with him, didn't like him. Now I'm like, this Damn. is a, like, he's a, he's matured a lot and yet he's still going. He like looks like he just showed up. Like he looks, he still looks, he probably looks better than he ever looked, honestly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that, that is such a great point because we've heard a lot of backstage stuff about him, some not too great stuff. But again, it was it was mostly in the beginning of his career. And I think you truly have to give props to people who change or, or who grow because you know if you if you don't acknowledge their growth, then there's no incentive for people to actually grow. And you know, he's been a really good, you know, newly changed ally within the last year or so. So that does help like me digest him a little bit more so he he's good he's he's just somebody that the company um can they'll be like oh okay it's in randy's hand they depend on him he's a good he's a good uh, helping hand there yeah but on the on the flip side we haven't talked nearly enough about edge 
in this episode because like the thing that that I took in with Edge, so there's a lot with Edge. He just returned uh, into the ring at the Royal Rumble. He was the iron, I mean, went bell to bell at the Royal Rumble, as he said, in the match for more than 60 minutes as compared with like um, Randy Orton, who ends up actually kind of only being in the match for like seven or eight minutes or something like that. I saw that. So, you know, the, the thing that was so impressive to me about Edge is like, Last week, he cuts a promo. He says, I'm going to be in the Royal Rumble, like out of nowhere almost. Out of nowhere, and yeah. I think normally you might be thinking like, okay, this is coming out of nowhere. There's no build. We're not going to see it happen. But to give credit to WWE, they said, okay, there might be people who think that he doesn't deserve it because he hasn't been around for the last seven months or so since April, actually. So yeah, maybe even longer than that. Yeah. yeah. And so they had him in that match the entire time. Like, there's no doubt that Edge is like the hardest working, possibly mm-hmm. the hardest working person in WWE right now. Or at least that's how, the, how it is in the story. And I just, I love that. I think it paid off. I love everything that comes out of Edge's mouth because I yeah. feel like he has that intensity. He mentions his kids uh, when lot. he's giving, yeah. cutting the promos. And it just feels so real and raw. And you could feel like, I almost feel like he's tapping into like the, real emotion that's there and then projecting in that through the character and through the storyline. And so just yeah. want to shout him out because I'm a fan. And I did say that he was just going to win. I will offer a retraction because I said, Oh, I think he's going to be the Chris Underwood, AKA survivor oh, right. edge of extinctions winner right. who only played like 10 days in the game or something like that. <laughs> um, well, he did come back out of nowhere, did win, but like he is definitely hardworking. He Devin. definitely earned it. Devin, he's the Devins. He's the Rick Devins of WWE right now. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it was powerful to see it. And um, I'm just, I'm really excited to see what edge does. Um, yeah. Especially because it, I feel like we're, we'll get to some of the things that I'm mentioning, but yeah, especially because we did see a little bit of a blow off with Randy and Edge, and and it doesn't look like they're going to be interacting so much going forward. Yeah. So, so I, I do have a question, real quick. So course. it looked like during their thing, it looked like Randy was about to beat him, and then there was the girl with like the blood. What, what was yes. up with that? I was Look. very. Okay, I so, wanted to see what was going on. With so this is so this is what we're definitely gonna get into next. So um, okay. Randy and Randy and Orton and Edge, they had their their match. They both talked throughout the night, like, "Oh, I'm gonna get you. We're gonna do this one last time." Blah 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 blah. So they go, they headline raw. They're not, they were fighting for just a, sh- it wasn't that long. It was maybe seven minutes. If that really something, it's very short. And so uh, then uh, Alexa Bliss shows up um, as Randy is uh, gearing up for the RKO and she just starts bleeding from the mouth. So Isaiah, uh, over the last few weeks, we have been covering the Randy Orton, the Fiend and Alexa Bliss um, situation. Uh, basically, Randy Orton was in a uh, was in a feud with this guy named The Fiend. He set The Fiend on fire many, many months ago. We have not seen The Fiend since, but The Fiend has a little sidekick. Her name is Alexa Bliss, and she's basically been dealing... She's been trying to get into Randy's head since The Fiend has been gone. Like we referenced earlier, she uh, shot him with a fireball to the face uh, <laughs> a few weeks ago. He then arcade 
RKO'd her during a women's t- title match to make her lose. And so then she came and distracted him during this edge match for him to lose. So it seems like they're gearing up more towards uh, Randy and The Fiend. And so uh, any thoughts before I go into the Alexa Bliss clip, Matt? I'm just going to point out, look, you called her the sidekick and technically maybe I mean, that's her role, but she's been, she's been the like she's been the main kick for the last month, Mari. What else? Alexa's the main kick. The main kick. She's the main kick. The main kick. Okay, sure. You keep saying that. But it's just like I, there's nothing else to call her because I mean, she's not his valet, she's not his manager. She she's her, his uh, undead demon schoolchild girl. I don't know. It's like uh it's like a Harley Quinn to a Joker. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And that's exactly what they want you to uh yeah. think that she is. So that goes into this clip where um Isaiah you should saw the other clip where Alexa, it's Alexa versus Nikki Cross. And in this clip, it was from earlier in the night. Um Nikki Cross is Alexa's was Alexa's best friend. They were tag team champions together. Nikki's been trying to get through to Alexa for God knows how long. It's been like months and months and months. And so they they finally had another match. And so during this match, Alexa comes down to the ring in her like the playful, the play in pain gloves, the apron. This is when she's in this gear, she's like full on um she's the fiend's main kick. However, yeah, whatever. How however, during the middle of the match, as you should have saw, she her gear completely changed and went to her her old gear. And if you heard her music, her old music hit. And then she was just like, Hey, what's up? Come on, Nikki, let's go. And she it it seemed to imply that she was back to her old self. Nikki was confused, as were most of us. <laughs> well, you know, Nikki was confused. Um, she still started to beat her up. And then when Alexa was like, Nikki, why are you hitting me? All of a sudden, it's back to the fiend Alexa. I kind of, just like Bray Wyatt has the fiend, I really want, I, I really can't wait until they give like Alexa a, a alter ego name. Like, I hope they do, because I yeah. like it. I like yeah, the split personality thing. What? Ooh, I I love how they're doing it now though because yeah. like she popped up in the corner and she's wearing like her like her her normal gear, her I'll say, gear, yeah. right? Her old her gear. Old but gear. she's like sitting in the corner, like laying back like the little mermaid or something, and yeah. then like just walks out like everything's normal. And honestly, and this is something that I think is hard to appreciate, but like she no matter what she's doing, no matter what she's doing, she looks so creepy. Like every movement, <laughs> even her when she's like, "Oh, look, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm normal. I don't, pig, I don't, I'm normal. I don't pigtails on. Yeah. I'm just, and like that is really intense. And to it me, is. like I have to pay closer attention. Maybe I need to watch it in like half speed to like break down all of her eyes. We'll bring back Chantel Francis for this to break yeah. down the acting of it because I get chills every time I see her, and that's impressive because i haven't gotten oh, chills God. with a character like that in a long time yeah. yeah yeah um isaiah again as somebody who doesn't normally watch mm-hmm. what did you think when you saw this like i it, i know it had to have been buggy right i'm i'm very interested about this character almost because it's like yeah. all right side comment I, i've been watching wandavision recently and that got oh, me to watch it, yes. like that got me to watch all the the Marvel stuff again recently. Oh, right? wow. So okay. when I jump into this, it's giving me like a, there's a lot of lore here. There's a lot of yeah. it gives me superhero type vibes, super villain. And this person 
like not only because they popped into the whole Rainy Orton thing, but then they come here and then they got like two different personalities. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like really interested. I'm like, what? Like, there's a lot going on here. Um, she she gives me like the type of like I said earlier, like the type of like Harley Quinn type thing where it looks mm-hmm. very taunty, really trying to get at you, get in your mind and all that. But like, I thought I'm very like interested in this character. Um, it's. Uh, like I, I feel like I'm going to like after we get done, like I'm going to like start like searching and all this lore because I'm I'm a nurse. Oh, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll send you the clips. We'll send yes. you all of the clips because it's really good. I want. Yeah. I really want to know like what did you think specifically of the stuff coming out of her mouth? <laughs> I didn't know. I, I didn't know what to expect. Like I was like, is this yeah, character dead or something? But then I saw that she fought again later. I was like, wait, she's alive. So I'm like, I was like, what's going on here? You know. But yeah. no, it was cool. I and thought that, it was a little like over the top with the, it felt to me, it felt, yeah, it felt to me like we were seeing like an oil spill coming out of her mouth and we were just watching it leak down. Mm-hmm. Like it was almost like she was chewing on, um, like chewing on a bunch of black pens before and then oh she like leaked down her face, leaked onto the canvas, everything. Like it was, it was, it was much. It was much. We didn't I, I do like her, her, her childish persona though. I do like that though. I thought that was cool. Yeah. And so, I, like I said, I like I, I normally say, I love the fantastical. When, yeah. when it's wrestling, if you're telling me to suspend my disbelief, I much rather suspend my disbelief on something so out of the box than just you have a different name in the ring. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like um, this Alexa Bliss stuff has been money. I I, I love it. And as somebody who wasn't really like a big Alexa fan throughout her career. This is just such an amazing character work. Like that's one thing you can never deny about Alexa. Her character Mm -hmm. work is great. Her mic work is great. And this split personality thing, the only reason why I want them to give her a, like an ego name is just so I can differentiate like which Alexa, you know, I can, that would be a great when we're talking here, like when we're talking, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? So, um, but I, I just love, I love the split personality. I love um, the messing with Randy Orton and I love that they're they're basically saying to me at, this is where it's going to, in my head is that she they're saying she's possessed by the, by the fiend it's kind of like um, for my Game of Thrones people out there uh, who read the books <laughs> I know um, it's it's like um, skin you know skin changing like it's like Ray Wyatt, the fiend, his body was it was burned. It's gone. But in order to preserve his essence, he transferred it to Alexa. And Alexa is trying to bounce between who she is, who the fiend is, and who she was. And that's where I'm hoping. This is me being big brain and hoping this is where they go. And so I want to see down the line, like like I was, I think I was saying last week, Matt. I was like, we need to see like an exorcism. Like, am I wrong yeah, for this? Like, am I, like where is the Undertaker? Can we strap her to a, a the Undertaker symbol and then like grab the soul, like like on South Park? I guess you know that South Park episode <laughs> where, where Cartman was like possessed by Kenny. Like, this is where I want it to go. I love again. I love fantastical shit. Like some people don't like it. Some people like their their wrestling very real with flips. That's not what what I I am drawn to. I love the variance of just being yeah. so over the top it's ridiculous that it works or just being like very down to earth and low key. So that's where I'm hoping it goes. What do you think, Isaiah? <laughs> I think I'm right with you, Mari. I feel like that will like th- that that this is what like would draw me in to like 
right return i'm like ugh, like i kind of want to like keep following this until i see what the resolution is so exactly. yeah yeah i'm with you right there Matt is looking at us like we're crazy. Like he's like, I cannot believe you just brought up three different types of possession on this podcast. I know. I'm like slowly backing away from the mic right now. Everyone put down your podcast and just walk away from your phone. Throw your phones out the window. Like this is going downhill. But no, it's I think the thing I appreciate, because to your point, Mari, like I used to be a huge fan, especially of like all of the the high spots and the flips and everything. That was like my thing. Um, I I really liked the women's wrestling when I was growing up, but it wasn't really great. Um, It was different, which is the thing I liked. I also liked the flips and everything and the high spots, which Mm -hmm. what we call them. And that's different. But the thing is what I think happened was that that was rare. And then Everyone, yeah. like you have Seth Rollins as an example, who was like world champion, but also flying all around the ring. And it's like, we didn't used to get that. So now I feel like I've been a little overexposed to it where yeah. I can see someone do like a like 930 spin <laughs> splash moonsault shooting yeah, we'll star press mm-hmm. 450 <laughs> onto somebody else. And I could be like, oh, well, <laughs> saw it last week. Exactly. So that's like the sad thing. But I mean, I, I love that and appreciate I love it and appreciate it still does not as much because it's not rare. That's like the theme. That's the theme. Give us something yep. different. Give us yeah. something different. And that's what this is providing. So yeah. major props to Alexa. Definitely major props to her um so our next clip is uh damian priest damian priest had a very good showing in the royal rumble like he did a really good job i don't remember how many people he he tossed out but of all of the nxt people i think he did stand out um in a sense and so uh the miz and morrison uh invited Bad Bunny out to their talk show because uh Bad Bunny had like interfered, you know, that that clip of Bad Bunny just tossing himself onto Miz and Morrison the the night of the rumble was just like all over the place. Like it got so many views on Twitter. It was amazing. And so they they followed it up with having him come back on. They basically kind of threatened him. Damian Priest came out to defend him. And then it, we it led to a Damian Priest and versus the Miz. What with Bad Bunny and Morrison and, and you know, Bad Bunny and Damian Priest corner, Morrison and Miz's corner. Um Damian Priest it was a lot of shenanigans, but yeah. Bad Bunny ended up hitting Miz with something. I could you even tell what that was? I didn't even know what he hit him with. It was a mic. It was a mic. Oh, it was a mic. It okay. Was, yeah. It was pink. It was like pink. <clears throat> Look, Mike I don't Kevin? know. Okay. He's it, was a <laughs> it was a microphone. Okay. So, so, uh, yeah. So he hit him with the mic. Damian Priest wins. And apparently this might not be the last we see of Bad Bunny. Isaiah, as somebody who, you know, is into, into music, what did you think about this? Um, I was shocked to see Bad Bunny even come out of nowhere. I was like, yeah. okay. <laughs> um, the, the suitcase, it said Money Bank. What, so what's up with all that? Oh, so Miz is Mr. Money in the Bank, which means uh, he, uh, he that's kind of a long story. But in that suitcase is a contract that he can cash in at any point on to onto the WWE champion or any champion, the, the universal champion. He can cash that in whenever he wants. Okay. Um, so and he's had it for a couple months now. And basically, that's all it does. Uh, we're waiting to see if he uses it or, or not. It's just a guaranteed title opportunity. Yeah. Um and Bad Bunny, I he's such a huge wrestling fan. 
he was at the Royal Rumble to perform his song Booker T, which is like mm-hmm. a hit. And mm-hmm. Booker T just stood there and it was it was great. Like I don't understand a, a word of Spanish. I, I don't speak yes. Spanish. But I was like, okay, cool. Like, you know, this is cool. <laughs> it's all it's all right. Like, uh Matt, what did you think of the bad bunny Damien Priest? I thought it was really so one, it was great for Damien Priest because we yeah. got to see him one debut. Two, mm-hmm. win his debut match against yeah. The Miz, who the Miz, is yeah. three, Mr. Money in the Bank. Mr. Four, Bank, The yeah. Miz used to be the world champion. Okay. So there's that. Five, The Miz is also, he has some mainstream notoriety too, being yeah. a reality star. Six, we had John Morrison, who <laughs> was on Survivor. So he also has that. Seven, Bad Bunny was there. So I can, okay, I, think I'm no, I think I'm no mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, but it's a lot of exposure. <laughs> My point, I think though, is that I feel like I need to go back to like the clips on YouTube to see how many views there are. But oh, yeah. I feel like this is such a huge deal. And it felt like it maybe it felt like it was undersold a little bit. Maybe that was just me. Um, but I'm excited to see more of Bad Bunny. I don't know if this means that we'll see Bad Bunny in a match or if we're just going to see Bad Bunny with Damien Priest, which would be cool. But yeah. I'm pumped for it either way because like, let's get the mainstream exposure. I'm, I'm more I'm more on board with like let's bring in the mainstream people nowadays than I ever was because like the person who just came to mind for me from I want to say let's say 12 to 13 to 14 years ago um Kevin Federline he was on former ex-husband of uh Britney Britney Spears Spears. was on WWE in a match there was a lot going like we didn't need that we didn't need that but this feels better this yeah, this feels, feels yeah, it's he's a way bigger star. He's actually yeah. into wrestling. And honestly, that crossbody was pretty dope. He did a yeah. really good crossbody uh, for somebody mm. who uh hasn't had any training. Um, but they are saying that he might be training in the, the PC. So we might see a, a match at WrestleMania. Uh we'll talk I, I wanna say that. I wanna put a pin because I want to talk about that a little bit more. Um so and then finally we just had a we alluded to this earlier. We had a match, a, a triple threat match. It was a triple threat tag team match to decide who would face um, Nia Jax and Shayna for the tag team uh, championship. And Charlotte and Asuka, you know, went into it saying, we, we just lost our championships. We want them back. Like, that's our goal. Then we had, it was this, the sexy muscle friends uh Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose. That is their name. Apparently, that's is it their official? Name. It I'm is so like officially jerky. their name. I don't. Okay, <laughs> good for them. Anyways, um, and then a, re- a returning Naomi because Naomi has been off. Uh, she had been off TV before the Rumble because she was recovering from a uh, surgery. Um, and Lana, they just put her with Lana, which is. Uh, <laughs> They put her. They put her with Lana because Lana yeah. wants revenge. R- Lana also came back after breaking her foot. Mm. I, yeah, quite in <laughs> air, quotes. Like air quotes. Big air quotes. Kayfabe injury. A kayfabe yeah. injury. Um, and she wants revenge on Naya and Shayna. Was it her arm? Anyways, uh, she wants re- revenge on sure. them because they were the ones who put her on the shelf. Um, yeah. So. Uh- yeah. Yeah. I'll just even say like that. You were talking earlier um, when we were talking about the the rumble about WWE doesn't ever really like bring back women for these like short term storylines. And yeah. 
I would like to see Lana swapped out with like somebody else, yeah. some like a returner to team with Naomi because like Naomi, it's so confusing because she's so over with the fans. Like they love oh, her. Yeah. And then her thing is like feel the glow. And that is huge sure. with kids. Like everyone talks about that. That's huge with Mari. She's wearing a shirt wearing right a now. Shirt. <laughs> but we get her with, we get Naomi with Lana and it's like, let's get Naomi with someone else like I don't yeah. like I mean we're not going to get her with Bianca because Bianca's a little busy and on the yeah. other brand but like that would be that's a missed opportunity to me the good news is though we did see Naomi and Lana uh, go on win. to win ultimately mm-hmm. though there were some shenanigans of course yeah so like uh, again yeah I'm not loving the pairing but at least if if I don't like something at least if it's logical then i then i'm okay with it and so naomi and lana pairing up actually is logical in the sense that they both just came back and lana really wants that revenge on um she really wants that revenge on uh shana and nia Jax. uh so yes like matt alluded to uh rick flair and lacey evans came out again to distract Charlotte. Yeah, there you go. And Charlotte just up and left the match to go deal with that. So Asuka was sitting there like, hey, where's my partner? And Naomi pinned Asuka. So before I talk about the implications of that, uh, Isaiah, what did you think about this women's match in general? Um, So uh, first of all, like I said earlier, and same thing comes here. I'm really interested in the way that they fight over here. Like, I think that their fighting style is a lot more interesting. Like, I, I, I forget. I think her name is, um, you guys said it, it's Naomi. Naomi. Um, Naomi. Yeah. She runs up and then she just like basically bounces off the side and then she like kicks the girl in the face. I was like, yeah. dang. Um, <laughs> like, like, I thought that was cool. Um, yeah. I, I was, so, so, there's a lot of like celebrity cameos here. I'm I'm assuming there's a lot of celebrities in like engraved within the lore because I was like, oh, Ric Flair, Bad Bunny. I mean, we're gonna get to it eventually with Shaq. I'm like, there's a lot of people like in this in this world as well. Mm-hmm. So I was just trying to like put two and two together, but I mean, you know. And yeah, you Rick- know, we we get that that mainstream crossover with Rick is like a huge star. I think we keep coming back to like talking about his legacy of being in the yeah. business for like 50 years. I think he's like, I want to say he's 72 or 73 now. I need to definitely look that up sometime. But like, yeah, he like just, it's amazing that he's still in the wrestling business from competing like 50, oh my god, I hope, I hope it was actually 50 years ago because it's then I'm just making him older than while. me. Yeah, he's been around. So the Nature Boy Ric Flair, like he had his like peak in ring career probably in like the 80s and now we kind of get him around, but like, see, I didn't reference Ric Flair drip in my intro, I but I could have because he's got the crossover. I mean, honestly, of all things, though, the thing that stood out to me most about like just this whole segment was that when Lacey Evans walked out, number one, she wasn't wearing one of Ric Flair's robes. She's wearing. But two, did you see her? She was wearing a. She was wearing a dress. Oh, and it had, and I took note. I like was taking screenshots of this because she had a dress on that had like multiple random like images of herself on the skirt portion of the dress. Mm -hmm. I don't that I was one. I don't know where she 
got I mean, yeah. impressive. If I was her on all the, yeah, it was weird because it was like one was definitely like an image of her wearing a dress and like a sun hat or something. And another was probably her wearing her ring gear. Another, I wasn't sure if it was like naked or a bikini, but like it was a weird dress. When did we become a fashion <laughs> podcast, Matt? We didn't, but we have to break it down because this no. was the most interesting thing to me. I'm no, like, where did no. she get her dress made? <laughs> okay, so like I was saying, uh, <laughs> Charlotte Charlotte was distracted. The but people want to know. The, yeah, the biggest implicate the people do not. <laughs> it was that was the most interesting thing about this segment to me. The implication so, yeah. is that Naomi pinned Oscar, who Oscar uh, Isaiah, which you probably won't know just from the clip. That is the current reigning women uh, <laughs> Raw Women's Champion. And oh wow. Okay. Yes, exactly. You wouldn't yeah. know it because they don't treat nope. her like that. No, yeah. um, I think they forgot. They probably forgot that she's she champion. was getting she was getting beat up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, so that means that Naomi, Naomi, and Lana get to face uh, Shayna and Nia. However, I again, I don't see them putting it on Shayna and Nia just to take it immediately off. So there's a good chance that Naomi and Lana do not um, win those belts. But because Naomi pinned the champion, that always puts that person in the conversation to then have a match for the belt with the champion. So if this is just like a little tiny baby step towards uh, Naomi versus Asuka, I am here for it. I didn't even think about that. You didn't think about that? Oh, yes. Because I forgot Asuka was the champion when I saw it happen. Exactly. And so they think yeah, they normally only let their they normally let their champion get pinned when they're trying to build up their contender. So, I'm hoping this is might just be me putting like too much hope, but I would love to see a, a Oscar Naomi um, match uh, just because they have not tangled as much as some of Oscar's other pairings. Like if it was supposed to be her and Charlotte or, or anybody else, Oscar and Naomi have been relatively normally always on the same side of the bad guy good guy coin so they don't normally get to lock up as much so um the what normally happens is the winner of the rumble will will say who they want to face so we have elimination chambers in like mm, three weeks or something like that something like that and elimination chamber is normally who who gets to decide the contender for for the other title. So if Bianca decides she wants to go after Sasha on SmackDown, then they're going to have to figure out who Asuka is going to go up against. And the way they would do that is there's a, a elimination chamber with six people in it. And we'll get into that, but it, you know, it could be, it could be Naomi. So I, this was a good, this was a good match to just move the needle. And we're, we're still going with the Charlotte and Lacey thing. Again, I need them to get where they're going with this. I need them to get where they're going with this because I, I just mm. need to know what's the resolution of all this Ric Flair monkeying around. Um, <laughs> yeah. So let's just um, any any more thoughts on Raw? I'm just going to kind of move away from Raw now. I think it's we're good on Raw. Yeah. All right. So next we're going to go into NXT. And we're going to keep it kind of brief because NXT this week NXT this week was it was good it was it was okay they are gearing up for a a pay per view um n- next Sunday not this Sunday but next Sunday um so they're trying to finalize all their cards for that uh, but basically we had another Edge appearance uh, we again can't talk any more up about Edge he he basically appears in the segment with Finn Balor and Pete Gunn because uh. 
Finn Balor and Pete Dunn are, I think they're going to compete at said pay-per-view. Yes, for that NXT championship match. Um, and so Edge did a great job here, just like bigging them both up. He kind of just like bigged them both up, said, you guys are both great. NXT is, you know, this is where the passion is. I, I love watching. This is what brought me back. And exactly. so, yeah. And so like, as soon as, depending on who wins, I might be on, over there waiting for you. Um, Matt, I mean, Edge here, he's just good, right? Yeah, Edge is, Edge. Edge did a really solid job throughout the week. Like just seeing him and how everything was really logical or there was a yeah. play, like every word he said, everything he said just okay. made sense. Like going to NXT and saying, you know, when I'm in WWE on Raw, SmackDown, like the key word in that is entertainment. But when I'm down here, it's wrestling and you yeah. inspired me to come back. That was powerful. Like I, I even just think of this. Um, I'll take this as an opportunity to talk about edge a little more, just to say <laughs> like, I'm, I'm pumped for him regardless of who he challenges for, because he made such a beautiful point, which is like, he never lost the world championship. It was nine years ago oh, or right. well now 10 years ago, I guess um, in 2011 wow. that, that he won the world championship at WrestleMania. He was injured. So he had to relinquish the belt and retire the next night. Mm -hmm. And nine years later, uh, last year he returned and now he's coming back for his championship. So he has, he's good at like, Finding the story because you know those WWE writers aren't like, yeah. oh well, we have the we have the notes here, and you lost the championship, and you didn't relinquish it, so you should say no. He's just going in. He's saying what he knows uh, needs to be said. I think he's probably getting a little less direction than some of the newbies, and it's beautiful. He did a beautiful job. So I thought yeah. this was nice, and he did give a little bit of a rub to um, not only Finn Balor, which would be a fun match. Pete Dunne, which would also be a fun match, but also to carry in Cross in the the, seg the other segment that happened where they confronted each other. So yeah, all around once, nice, you know. Once you pointed that out, Carrion Cross also he did not lose his his uh, title either. Right. Yeah. yeah. He, he, same thing. He won against Keith Lee, and immediately he got injured during that match, and immediately like the next night or the next week, he had to give up the belt too. So that's a that's that was a very interesting. Um, pairing uh just mm -hmm. more of edge talking with people isaiah what anything from that i, I think he was a good hype man uh, i think yeah. he definitely just flavor for, for yeah <laughs> like he set up everything that like like for for someone who came in not knowing what was going on he set it up perfectly yeah and which is so good so um i just want to move into what is probably my highlight of NXT for this week. Like, yeah. I love this. I, I definitely want to get your both of y'all feedback on this, but the origin story of Tian Shaw. So this was this was cool to me. So it's a it's a clip of the the woman who who uh Zia Lee and Boa have been training with for uh, months now. It's a animated origin story about it tells the story of the youngest daughter of an emperor before the dynasties in China and how her older brother kills her, their father who was a, a wise just king. The older brother kills the father, takes the power, instills fear in the people. And then the younger, the younger daughter, um, the sister to the brother, 
wants to restore balance to her people. She goes off. She talks to a, a dragon who says they will. He will train her and train her these four principles. I didn't write the four principles down, but it was pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> um, the, Again, all highlights that we talk about, you can find in our show notes. We made a little convenient playlist for our listeners. So you can just hit play all or, or skip around, but all of the highlights are there and you can see this highlight. So she gets uh, trained by this dragon <laughs> and um, she then goes, she fights her brother, kills him, takes over. And then, uh, oh, sorry. She had to give up her soul to learn the fighting from the dragon too. My bad. Um, yeah, big part. <laughs> And and yeah. so then after she kills the, the brother, she turns into what she most feared of. And then we get a picture of her face in the animation, which bleeds out to the face of the person sitting in that um, chair thing. Throne. With, throne. Yes, there we go. Throne. Mm-hmm. My bad. With no. Zaya and Boa on each side. Um, your thoughts first, Matt. You- <laughs> Matt's face. <laughs> Uh, look, this is so this was like a hype package for something we're about to see. I look, I'm not big on like anime, on like cartoons, <laughs> on on oh like God. mystical, wow. on magical, on mysterious. So I was I watched this clip about like at least five times, at most eight times. And I was just like, you know what? This is going to be good. We'll wait and see what happens next week. But I was so thrown thrown off by this. But I wanted I wanted to talk about it because I, I think it's cool. Because I don't think we knew it was going to be a woman in the uh, in the throne sitting there. From what we saw, it was we kind of just a mysterious figure. Really. We didn't know anything. So that's interesting. Um, it's interesting that it's not as far. I mean, not an existing star. So we're going to see someone debut. Yeah. It seems like it seems like because mm-hmm. I didn't recognize. The face, I get, but Mari probably did, and that's all I've got. You know, it wasn't. It was. It was like a. "Mm, Let's wait and see. Kind of like all of the promos that they did leading up to to the re-debut of Zaya and Boa. Boa. Like I just kind of felt like it's building, but it. That's the thing I love, like the build, because then we're gonna see something cool come out of it. Maybe we'll see it at at um NXT Takeover Vengeance Day on um in a week from. Well, in a week from when this That's podcast comes out. Yeah. 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 Uh podcast. I keep saying this, but I'm such a nerd for lore. Like, like I know mm-hmm. Matt's not into like anime, so I'm a huge anime person, trust me. Nerd. So, right. <laughs> so it was like I felt like I was watching um if you play like Smash Brothers or Elite yeah. or uh Mortal Kombat, any of that stuff. When there's a new character, they yeah. always have the lore, they always have like the the intro perspective video. Mm-hmm. We find out who they are. That's what I felt like. Like I felt like you're getting like a new character, some new DLC or something like that. And this is the person. And I loved it. I, I loved it. <laughs> like I thought this yeah. was like the coolest thing ever. Um the the get up like the 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 voice <laughs> looks and everything. I was just like so you know I'm I'm I wanted I want to know who this is. I want to know yeah. what she can do. Cause she doesn't look like anyone um and based off the other clips, like she doesn't look like any of the other people. Like this is right. like like she looks like a threat. So you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm interested. So um <laughs> I uh 
I cannot say that I am the biggest anime fan, but I just did just spend a week and a half binging Attack on Titan. So maybe that's why I just am so into this. So yeah. I, I, <laughs> I love this because again, I am all about the mystical. I'm all about the fantastical. You, you're telling me there's a 2000 year old woman sitting in that throne. Okay. Okay, sure. And yeah. so and it just provides a layer of mystery that we just all want to know more about. And word on the street is uh, the superstar in that throne may be uh, Karen Q. Karen Q was another uh, Chinese female wrestler who debuted about a, a year or two years ago. I think she debuted in maybe the last Mae Young Classic, so maybe a little bit longer than that. But she was fighting up until last year uh, near the end of Oh, sorry. 2019. I keep, you know, at the end of 2019. Yeah, time. (laughs) It's messing me up. At the end of 2019, um, she broke her leg. Like she legit broke her leg. So she's been out of action for over a year now. And uh, the word on the street is she might be the person in the throne, which would be great because, you know, some leg injuries do take a long time to come back from. Uh, depending on where the breaks happen and she's sitting in a throne right now and she's already had a year at least a year of of healing so she might still be healing and this might be also a way for her to contribute while she's injured so if this is really Karen Q Karen Q and Xylee had some um uh they did have a a few matches against each other and I think they tagged with each other just randomly throughout NXT a few years ago. So this would be great. This is a a completely new character for her, a repackaging, coming back stronger, coming back in this, this, um, new world, this world building lore, this could be really great. And um, I would love for any of our uh, Chinese listeners, I think they, they, they said China's right. So, or they, okay. So I, I would love to know y'all perspectives on this because again we we do not want to be racially insensitive and I just want to say from my point of view this does not seem like a racially insensitive storyline but again it's not my culture to dictate that you know so I would really love to hear hear back from um some some actually Chinese people and I say Chinese because again we just do not want to generalize like Asian culture all together you know um so yeah please 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 reach out to us uh but i'm enjoying it uh dusty cup updates just quick i'm just gonna do some quick quick dusty cup updates uh the women's dusty cup we had the semifinals between casey cantazaro and kaden carter versus dakota kai and raquel gonzalez so isaiah this is the one um the women, uh, the the two women in the green, and you know, mm-hmm. again, you're you're loving some women's wrestling. What was just uh, some quick thoughts on this this match? Um, they they seem a lot more reckless over here at the Dusty. Uh, okay. <laughs> like okay. they uh, what, what was it like? I remember she was standing on top of it, and did like all these backflips and landed on her on her face yeah. or whatever. I was like, okay. Um, uh, the, like what was it too? Uh, the two girls in the green, like like yeah. she flipped over. Yeah. And then bounced off her back and then like kicked what like, was like that? <laughs> Yeah, like they did some crazy stuff over here too. I'm just like, wow, like okay. Yes. Um, so Casey Catanzaro, she's from uh, American Ninja Ninja Warrior. Mike oh, Casey okay. from American, yeah. So her shtick is she does a whole bunch of flips and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. uh I yes, I did like that. But this match, they're both very green. Um 
Casey and Caden, her partner, the black girl, um, mm-hmm. uh, they are newer. They're new. They're newer superstars. They, they, I think they've only been wrestling about three years or so now. Okay. So you can kind of feel that in the match. The match had some spots. I literally had to rewind the the finish at least three times because I legit thought she fell on directly on Raquel's head. It was like I was like, oh my god, did she just land all of her body weight on this girl's yeah. head? That's what, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I was like, Ooh. it looked like she almost stomped on, stomped on her head. head. Yes, it was so it was like inches. So <laughs> I was so Ooh. scared, but they pulled yeah. they pulled it off. They. It looks like nobody got injured, and uh, Dakota Kai and uh, Raquel Gonzalez won, so they're moving on, which makes sense. Uh, I think they're really trying to build Raquel Gonzalez right now. Um, yeah. For the men's Dusty Cup quarterfinals, we did have a really fun. This was a really fun clip uh, between Lucha House Party, which is Grand Metalik and Lince Dorado, versus Legado del Fantasma. Sorry, guys. Mm. I, again, I can't speak Spanish, but I love the way that sounds. Jeez. <laughs> Legado del Fantasma, they won. And I think they did. They, they're, they're two teams that are, are uh, very Lucha esque. Right. <laughs> so they match very well. It's just, again, like Isaiah said, it's like a lot of a lot of flips, a lot of flying, a lot of luchador yeah, style. <laughs> yeah. And you, you, you liked it, Isaiah? I thought it was cool. I, yeah. I, like, uh, I'm trying to figure out like how they land. So it's like, oh, my gosh. Like, oh, my, like <laughs> I, even even over here, because this is the first time I've seen them do. I saw a lot in the women's wrestling. But over here, like they did. They even did the flip where like. They uh jump off and then they grab you at the legs and then like they you know basically flipped on your back and all that. So I thought yeah. that was cool. And yeah. um, their getups reminded me of I don't know if you remember that old cartoon Mucha Lucha, but yes, was, Mucha Lucha, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Me, wow, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, wow. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was cool. Yeah, this is premier Lucha style wrestling. So it was just really great to see uh both the you know both these teams. Matt, anything? Mm, not yeah. much to say. It was a good yeah. match. It was a good match, yeah. So, uh, undisputed era, uh, Adam Adam Cole and uh, Roderick Strong went up against Champa and Thatcher. We had Champa and Thatcher fight, and then after they fought, they became a Dusty Cup tag team, okay. um, which is actually interesting to me because we've seen this before in NXT. Like um, Oni Lorkin and Danny Burch are just two oh, other yeah. guys. I don't think they appeared on this episode of NXT, but they were they were. Um, Fighting like back and forth for a while, and then they became a tag team. So it's NXT likes to do trope. this. It's a very exactly. common trope in NXT and WWE as a whole. But I think it, it's worked the times that they've done it, like with Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch. They both yeah. look, look kind of similar, um, bald, yeah. bald white guys. Um, and then and then Champa and Thatcher are just like hard hitting, and so I love this team. Like I think they're probably my favorite team on the men's in the men's Dusty Cup. Especially yeah. at this point, I eh, it's okay. Like I, I was really like I don't remember even seeing their names on the list of the brackets, but you know it's whatever. The Dusty Cup uh, to me, it doesn't. It really just does not get fun until you get down to the finals. To be quite honest, so we're still uh we're still looking at that and just keeping up with it. Um, other than that, we had uh Tony Storm versus Jesse Kamea, which I just want to say for two seconds, Tony Storm. Great wrestler, amazing. Uh, Jesse Kamea, 
same as well, but I really hate that they changed mm-hmm. her gimmick. I don't like that they changed her gimmick. I don't what? know if she used she, to be she used to be Jesse Elaban and she was she had the nerdy gimmick. She had yeah, yeah she came out, she used to the have glasses. like these big, thick glasses. She like she gave off she gave off like gamer vibes, like she that had like high fun. socks. Right. Fun. It seemed so fun. And they let her do that gimmick for all of like two seconds and and um, the women's May Young classic and all that, and then she she did it a few times on NXT, and then they just completely changed. They changed up her name, and then they changed up her style. Here, this is the first time I feel like I've been I've seen her in a while, but they just basically put her in all black, and I'm just like, why? Like I I really was hoping to get that kind of female gamer character, and it just sucks that they they pulled the cord on that so early. Um, but basically, the match was nothing because it was just a setup for uh, Mercedes Martinez to come and interfere uh, just so she could attack Jesse and then turn around and attack Tony, which, yeah. you know, is weird because they were just tagging in the Women's Dusty Cup. So now Mercedes and Tony are fighting. And then yeah. EO, our, our women's champion, comes out, hits her famous, famous moonsault on the both of them. And it seems like they're, this is just a setup for a triple threat. Uh, women's championship match at takeover vengeance day um any any thoughts on this it's a wrestlemania quality combination of performers combination of of people with eo shirai tony storm and mercedes martinez i mean even thinking back to the may young classic tournament um where all the women were competing like they were they all shined in it right they did, um yeah. and so i'm a little disappointed Disappointed. yeah actually i'm like very disappointed because like i would be so hyped up about this but like i just don't think that they're they've given the story the prominence it deserves especially for the talent of the wrestlers involved yeah yeah i was gonna say out of all the women's fights like this one was kind of just like the uh, like i I don't know like it it wasn't as exciting as the other ones i will say that yeah because you could tell that it the match itself meant absolutely nothing yeah and again matt you make a great point this is like wrestlemania caliber women's talent and the story is just not there the story is just not there and it's hard to really get into the juiciness of the match if you just don't have the story and again this has been EO's reign as the women's champion uh, has been bogged down by the fact that she has not had any really good storylines and it's just so unfortunate and it really starts to call into question how does WWE know how to write for champions who are of different like cultural backgrounds and it seems like they are not good at it <laughs> champions performer i mean it's not just the champions right like something i think right, about is i was actually really hyped when i saw mercedes martinez return to nxt because the whole thing was so she just came in and attacked Io Shirai, but like the way that she did it was what made it so brutal. Like throwing her under the announce table, which like you don't really see, and just like beating the crap out of her. And it's like, that's awesome. But like that's when a performer, that's when a performer is able to say, like, okay, I'm gonna bring the intensity and make this work. But when you don't have a story and when you don't have promos happening regularly where people can shine, like I don't know. It could be better, but we'll get, we'll get, I have faith. We'll get good things from them down the line. Just not 
not on NXT TakeOver Vengeance Day happening February 14th. So, uh, good news. We're going to try and cover some AEW this week. We do. I don't we'll try. We're going to get let's, dragged. Yeah, let's, say, let's, see, let's see if this no, is we'll going to result. I will say, I will say, what was going on? <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna let you go. What, what's we'll on? No, about. we're gonna let you just cover all of it. <laughs> do not do that, that man. No, <laughs> now he's trying to get you dragged. Are you talking about me? I, I'll take the heat. I don't care. But oh, sure, but, yeah. I was like, no, no, it was me. fun. It was fun, and there's a lot of cool stuff to talk about. And it's like, it's one of those things with AEW where I always feel like, and I mean, the, the AEW Women's World Championship Eliminator Tournament, that is a mouthful, is a good example of this where, like, there's a lot that they do. Um, there were no clips related to this tournament, by the way, but like, there's a lot that they do where um, like, they just inject a lot of stars where you're like am i supposed to know stories or background or what's going on i got i get a little confused there but like i am excited to talk about this at least so people could let us know if we did it a little bit of justice because there was there was there was some really fun stuff on aw beach break this week yeah, AW Beach Break. AW fans, y'all are scary. That's why. Uh, hands down. <laughs> y'all are scary. You scare us. We are scared to scare you. So this is why this is what you get. We're just scared. Um yeah. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One of the highlights from this week was Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford's wedding. Um, so I did have to enlist Grace's help on this because I just <laughs> to quit. And I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but so wrestling weddings. Wrestling weddings. Uh, wrestling weddings. Yeah. Right, Isaiah? Wrestling weddings? Uh, yeah, I've, it, you know, it's something that happened. I, I was just not, this was just like, what is going on here? Exactly. And, <laughs> wrestling and, weddings. You guys, and, listen, anyone who's a fan of this stuff, you can drag me. I'm, I'm the one that doesn't know. Yeah, drag him. <laughs> Let's have a meat shield. Um, no, I'm, I just want to say, like, in the world of wrestling, when we get so much fighting, so much conflict, so much war, so much, so much anger. It's so nice to see a celebration of love. It's so nice to see a celebration right, of togetherness. All right. Ooh. So Kip Sabian and Penelope before they got married. The big surprise yes. was Miro was his best man. And Miro, you could tell they gave him a live mic. And I don't know if 
they wrote anything down. Uh, Miro, who is who is also known as Rusev from WWE, he kept referencing his own like wrestling weddings, which (laughs) I give it to the man. He's been a part of like at least three of them. Um, So so he just kept referencing that. That was kind of weird. I was like, okay, sure. And I just want to point out like the thing that came to mind. I don't know if this played into his role as the best man because he's been announced as the best man for like a couple since he debuted that was his whole thing like i'm i'm the best man okay great. and it was yeah. like what's the situation going on here but the thing that i thought was interesting i went back and watched the clip of lana and rusev so miro used to be known as rusev in wwe with lana who's naomi's tag team partner but they are legitimately married so really they like got it. married like the storyline was they got married off camera but they were doing a wedding celebration on the show so they had a cake and Roman Reigns of all people who will be talking about <laughs> a little bit showed up as the best man so I'm thinking oh my what? god maybe if we're thinking about he was not enlisted as the best man he oh, decided okay. to be the best right, man right, showed right, up right. Um, Lana's face ended up going into it's a cake, cake which sounds really familiar way better um, yeah. and well it's was, it was just funny because I could almost imagine Miro like Roman Reigns, like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to try that. But, like, Roman Reigns tried to, you know, he came in as the best man, got the best of the situation. Maybe Miro thought, like, if I'm the best man this time, it'll work out for me, which it did not. So, yeah. And that, and again, that's the first time they dealt with weddings. We're not even going to talk about the, the, first Lana time. Bo- the, the Lana and Bobby Lashley wedding that I blocked they that pretended. Out. <laughs> You and me both. So mm. we also got the sinister minister who was there at the Johnny Bravo uh, Rosemary wedding when Johnny Bravo got shot. Um, on Impact Wrestling. On Impact, yeah. Yeah, making sure that I got that right. Yeah. So uh, Chuck Taylor was the butler who is one half of the tag team, the best friends. Uh, the other half Trent. is uh, Trent. Trent, and he, formerly Trent Beretta. Beretta. Yeah, that, that's why I had to stop myself because I was going to say Trent Beretta, but I know that's not his uh, no, name. Yeah, no, 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 no. Um, but he's injured, apparently. So he's yes. injured. So Chuck and Miro had a match. Chuck lost the match. So he is now Miro's butler. And that's where we, that's where we kind of go in this clip. So Miro is doing his weird drunk. It seemed like he was drunk. I, I, what? He was supposed to be. I think that was the whole thing. He was supposed to be like the drunk best man. He's That's what like I got. Me. He's like me. He's celebrating love. Well, anyway, it was love. Baby, so don't hurt me. He was giving don't his hurt speech. Me. No more. Well, also, what is love? <laughs> Matt, we cannot, we cannot get sued by life. <laughs> Sorry, I don't think that was good enough to get sued. So. <laughs> but anyway, so, uh, <laughs> so, uh, as Miro is doing his, his speech, uh, Chuck Taylor does manage to handcuff his leg to the rope. And that was impressive. That was pretty cool. And yeah. then Orange Cassidy popped out of the, the cake, which I was like, or near the cake, around the cake. I don't know. No, it was, was, he just yeah, okay, that's what I thought. Okay. <laughs> he, he got height on that cake. Yeah. 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 So, and then Penelope P. Ford's face kind of hit the cake. It didn't hit enough cake for me, to be quite Lana honest. had all of her face Lana, in the cake. When I tell you Lana was she covered She had her face cake, in that cake. 
Exactly. Penelope Ford looked like she just like when you when you really get married and you just kind of shove a little piece in your in your face. I was like, girl, get into that cake. And man. she was mad. She was yeah. mad. She was like, oh, I got a little she cake barely, in my mouth. It's I like know. literally you just ate some cake. Like <laughs> just like go like this. Go like this. Like just brush your eyebrow off a little bit and you'll be good. You're, you, you're, you're good. So it was a it was a wedding. Um so I we we talked about like uh wrestling weddings are just like never they never go well. Don't don't have a wedding on wrestling. You get shot, you get a face full of cake, you find out that you were drugged and got married the night before. <laughs> so yeah. And that is that is quick quick that is, of course, that's my hands down favorite wrestling wedding, even though it is yes. so problematic. You know what my favorite wrestling wedding is? And it's also so problematic. So you're talking about um, Triple, Triple H, H Stephanie, McMahon Stephanie McMahon in the drive through in like Las Vegas. Las or whatever. Vegas. Well, yeah. I, my favorite, which we, for whatever reason, we've talked about this was... <laughs> Don Marie, this is like 20 years ago, oh, yeah, ladies yeah, yeah. and gentlemen. But Don Marie, who is Don Marie, that's her name. Yeah. If you know her, you know her. Um, she was marrying the father of Tori Wilson, who actually Al Wilson. Yeah, Al Wilson. Yo, yeah, Al Wilson. He died the next day or something like that in the yeah. storyline. So yeah, it was a whole thing. I mean, you know, he's he, well. He did, no, he did not actually it. die in the storyline. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> get a long life after that. So. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And again, Triple H, uh, Stephanie McMahon was about to marry Tess, and Triple H pulls up and says, "Here's this video on the Titantron." He had actually like it, she was she was drunk or she was knocked out in some form or fashion. Triple mm-hmm. H took her through this drive-through chapel. They did their vows drive through. He basically took her mouth and said, "I do." <laughs> like, <I'm> like, <laughs> yeah, kind of I'm questionable. Like, yeah, so I'm like, how did that like wedding officiant be like? Yeah, this is this is sound. <laughs> like, yeah. And so Stephanie finds out at her wedding to test that she's actually married to Triple H, and she can't she can't um you know marry Tess, and then Tess starts to throw things. It's it's such a great it like I hate it. I hate that like. It, when you look back, it's like not the best, but it is like one of the defining errors of the of the attitude era, and it just sparks the whole Stephanie and Triple H really getting married thing, and just the reign of terror that the Helmsley McMahon faction. So it's just a great, great uh, wrestling wedding. Um, <laughs> so moving on from weddings, Wait, real quick, uh, real quick, real quick, I will say, okay. I will say. That you know how there's like reality TV and then there's like trash reality TV, right? Oh, like this is this is trash. This is trash reality TV and yeah. wrestling TV. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> I just like yeah. saw the person yeah. about the cake and all. It was entertaining though. It was still entertaining, but I thought, you know, I love my trash reality TV, so I've loved my trash wrestling now. This was no, this was no Gucci Mane and Keisha K or wedding to <laughs> for all those out there. Um. Yeah, so uh, we got Shaq finally uh, answering Cody on that that match, and he did it big on the uh, TNT uh, NBA tonight. So uh, Cody has been basically talking about Shaq. Jade has been coming in. We've been we've been covering this. Jade is like Shaq will beat your butt, and we finally got Shaq on Inside NBA or I don't know what they call that show. I don't watch the NBA. Inside um, the NBA, yeah, you got it. You literally like just that? got it. Inside like the NBA great. on T- on TNT. 
My husband would love you, eight ball. Um, so <laughs> he is also a Sixers fan. Um, so yeah. Shaq accepted the the um, <laughs> accepted the challenge from Cupcake Cody, and uh, he <laughs> began to demonstrate his to his <laughs> his wrestling. You didn't have to do that. Cupcake Cody <laughs> and then his partner's red, like literally just cup red velvet. <laughs> cup. It was right there. It was so easy. Dog. He missed it. Was it. Just it was so easy. funny. Yeah, uh, that's Shaq he, just woofing up. And break. he was he, he was going. I'm mad at you for that. <laughs> oh my god so uh he, he demonstrated the black tornado which was just essentially a back elbow i this was kind of funny uh, he destroyed the covid barrier between them at the on inside the nba on tnt just to prove a point to cody Rhodes. he risked covid to prove a point i exactly. that man's determined isaiah what do you think <laughs> I'm going to be tuning in when this fight happens. This is, this is, <laughs> I need to see this happen. Yeah, especially uh, after seeing that, that that attack on the glass board. I, yeah, that, that was, you know skills right there. I need to see that. Yes, yeah, yeah, so, he's like uh, he's like uh, let let me make sure this isn't glass first. Yeah, <laughs> and I do the I do the back out like bam right in the. <laughs> uh, yeah. That was pretty good. We um, need Zach, the Zach, Zach, who has great Shaq impressions on here sometime. <laughs> Whenever we have that match, we have to get Zach from RHAP in here. He's got it. I don't got it. So we'll, we'll get that match on March 3rd. It's going to be Shaq and Jade Cargill, who also, she got a little package this week. I think I saw, uh, she just still looks good. Uh, Jade Cargill, another black woman out here doing it. Um, but it's going to be Shaq and Jay Cargill versus Cody and Red Velvet on March 3rd. And Red Velvet, also another black woman, uh, very small, petite black woman. Love her. Um, and they're going to be, they're going to be, it's a tag team match. So this should be fun. Um, AEW's celebrity appearances have been hit it or miss. Uh, they had Snoop Dogg on there the other day, do a horrendous, uh, frog splash. It was- <laughs> you tried it. He tried it. So bad. Um, but this this is good. This is how you bring in more eyes. This is how you bring in the casuals. This is how you you get people talking because um I think they were on, I think ESPN had said something about them too. It's 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 good. It's it's good for a um a new wrestling company to try and do something like this. Um other than that, we got the announcement of the AEW women's tournament. So this AEW right. Women's World Championship Elim- Eliminator Tournament, um, <laughs> it is a they they announced that it's going to be it's going to take place here in the U.S. and also in Japan. So that's pretty cool. Like I I haven't seen something like this done at least not very recently. Um, so they announced the the uh, bracket I, guys. I'm I am about to murder some names. Mari, Mari, Mari. You want to do it? Here, no, no, no. Here's okay. what we're, we're going to get to. Look, this is my thing about the bracket. We will go into the bracket next week when we figure out how to properly pronounce everyone's names from the job. Because basically, listen, you listened. You think, okay, you, <laughs> I want to respect, I want to show respect 
Well, but I will thing- also say this is like the thing I was saying with AEW that I, I, I tune in and then I'm like, what? You literally threw in like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight new women. I, I've heard of one or two of them from the Japanese what? side, and then there's also the American side of the of the bracket also, but. But that's the good thing. This is why yeah. we have our listeners. I want to Ooh. thank uh, Eric on yes. uh, Twitter. Uh, he goes by E Rock Lee on Twitter. He sent me a brief bio on all the women from the Japanese side of the bracket. So you can find it's a it's a quick document. You can find that also in our show notes. I'm gonna um, make sure that that's included in our show notes. He did a great job with a write up and just basically yeah. briefly covering what each woman has done. So. Yeah, Matt, you're right. We can always um we can always go over it after people have, you know, seen the seen the the bios and stuff like that. But I'm excited. They have they have uh it looks like it's eight women from Japan from the Japanese side and then also eight women from the American side. They're it's, they're gonna do an eliminator tournament and then the winner will face the champion who is uh Hakura uh Shida Shida on AEW. So I'm excited for this. Uh, any again, anytime we get more women's wrestling, I am here for it. So, uh, thank you, Eric. Uh, again, it'll be in our show notes. You'll have all of the bios from the eight women. And once this starts to get underway, we will definitely cover it. Um, yeah, more. Uh, yeah. What I'm do you excited. think? Yeah. I'm what just, do you? Think, I'm just man? excited to like meet the different new characters because that's that's the thing. It's over. It feels overwhelming because I just yeah. see a bunch of names, including names. Like, I names. know who that person is, but, but I, I don't. don't know that person, I don't really yeah. like know how to all tie together. So I'm excited to to do the research because we were talking about this last week. But AEW doesn't always like provide the context on the yeah. announced team and on announced table. So I have watched many AW, AEW clips being a little bit confused with what's going on. And I have like deep, pretty good context on things with AEW. So um, yeah, let, we're, we're going to dive into this more. I'm going to read that doc more closely. We're going to start to see some of those matches happen. But um, for now, there's they announced the competitors, which is pretty exciting. And I feel like we can all we can definitely address the American side right now uh, because that's pretty easy. I I, I think I know all of them. Like yeah. Serena Deeb, who was formerly in the WWE before, uh, she is the current NWA Women's Champion. Am, am I wrong in that? I'm pretty sure in, NWA, something like that. Um, Riho, of course, a former AEW Women's Champion. Yeah, the Britt first, Baker. right? The no, first, the very AEW. first. Yes, the very yes. first. Uh, Britt Baker, DDS, uh, Dr. Britt is in the building. The doctor is in. I'm excited for that. Get uh, your ty- teeth cleaned, folks. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that's ty- all I've got. <laughs> ty Conti, who was um, uh, formerly on WWE as Taya Conti, something like that. Tainara Conti. Tainara, there, Tainara Conti in NXT. In NXT. I love She's getting a lot better. I heard, I heard. I loved her theme music in NXT. Like that slapped her theme. She had music. two different versions of it. I, we don't need to go into all. Anyway, of it, but yeah, like, yeah, she had two. She had two different versions, <laughs> yeah. and I think the first one was a lot better, but the second one was also really good. So good. Yeah. Um. Uh. Basically, Brazilian rapping, right? Basically, that's what it was. That sounds about right. Okay, it was great. Anyways, uh, Thunder Rosa. Everybody's been loving Thunder Rosa lately. Um. 
Nyla Rose, the uh, the second, she was the second uh, AEW, wasn't she? Because it was Riho, then it was Nyla. Yeah, AEW Women's Champion. So uh, another former AEW Women's Champion, Nyla Rose, Anna Jay is on there, and Layla Hirsch. I'm not really familiar with Layla Hirsch. I'll have to look maybe more into her as well. I think maybe these are some of the uh, TNA girls, I think. Um, maybe for some of the other promotion girls, I think. Yeah, that's one thing that's going on that yeah. I feel like I, I also want to wrap my head around, which is like the the collaboration between AEW and Impact, where like there's a lot like that I've seen from that. But yeah, that's I know that that's influencing who's in this, too. So, yep. And just real quickly, they had we they had a tag team battle royal. The winners will receive the AEW World Tag Team Championship match at Revolution. The, their their next pay-per-view is Revolution and it's on February 27th. Um, and so basically the winners were Chris Jericho and MJF. So they yeah. they eliminated a lot of like really good tag teams. So they have the shot. It looks like they're also kind of brewing that Sammy Guevara was a little bit mad because Jericho accidentally eliminated him accidentally. And they're all, we covered the inner circle last week. Um, so they're all a part of the, the inner circle. So it looks like they're kind of, Ruined some tension with the inner circle. Now Jericho and MJF are going after the tag titles because they want it to be the tag team. Um, so very interesting stuff. Yeah. So that was our quick take on AEW. Uh, we're sure that we'll hear about it yes. from you guys. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I know, like that. That's Be it. kind, please. I know, please, please, please. We're already it's flinching cool. in the in the booth. <laughs> um. So that brings us to SmackDown, also known as the A Show. Uh, this is this is a good week. I mean, this week, you know, we've seen a lot of Edge doing the rounds. We haven't really seen where they're going. Like, um, uh, Trent was it Trent that did ask us overall where we think that the um, the WrestleMania card is gonna go. So yeah. now. Now that we're getting to SmackDown, I think after we do SmackDown, we could actually answer that question. But like mm -hmm. basically this week, we're still coming off the high of the Royal Rumble. And I, I think they still haven't really decided where a lot of these storylines are going to go yet. So it was, it was a lot of filler, but good filler in my my um, estimation. So we start off with Roman cutting a promo again. Roman can come out here. He can say whatever he wants, and I'll just be like, "This is amazing." Um, but he actually did. He came out. He he basically said, "Like, I think this was a brilliant." I let me. He, I think this was brilliant because he basically is trying to take the power away from Edge. He's like, "Edge, you need to tell me tonight if you are facing me." I. I'm sorry, but I also love when Roman Reigns just denigrates like Drew McIntyre and talks about how nobody Rude. watches a Raw. It is amazing. I don't care. I love it. Sure. He talks about how nobody watches NXT. I just give me more of that. I Cocky yeah. Roman is just it's my everything. And so he him basically just saying, Edge, you're gonna tell me now, you're gonna decide tonight. I love that because he's trying to take away that edge, like, you know, mind games. He's trying to play his own mind games with Edge. So this promo was just really, really good. <laughs> um when it led to it led to Edge coming out, him calling Edge out later on in the night. 
at the end of the night and Edge coming out to talk to Roman. And then we get KO stunning Roman. Um, Matt, where, where do you think, what do you, what do you think about this whole interaction? I mean, I know you've already said a lot about Edge, but Roman side of this, this equation. Yeah, you know what? And maybe it's just because you referenced Attack on Titan. And disclaimer, (laughs) I have not seen it in like four years. I watched like 13 of the 26 episodes in the first season. And then I was overwhelmed. We're pissing everybody off. Yeah, (laughs) but I was just about to say, I I kind of felt like as I was watching this, like Roman gave me like Titan vibes. Like I felt like he was just, he's just like menacing. Mm -hmm. And the more he goes along, he just becomes like this kind of like, eerie i know it's not supposed to be like a fiend style eerie but it is kind of eerie to hear him talking and you're like what like one what like calm like take calm down the intensity <laughs> level like calm down please he's sir like we don't need all this yeah and he's, he's a good job he's, yeah it. yeah so I, I i love i love this and i love this segment and um i think that yeah, there's a lot, a lot that I want to see at some point between Roman and Edge. Absolutely. I think there's a lot of potential there, whether that's this year or down the line. Isaiah, Roman, what do you think? I, I thought it was so. So first of all, the Edge guy seems like very like involved with this whole everything. Like I seem in a lot yeah. of stuff. But um, <laughs> like. like they were just talking to each other, and then you said the guy's name is K.O. He came out of nowhere, just completely, like, unrelated, just, like, hits him, puts his neck up, and then you just said, like, he just leaves without saying anything, and then you just have Edge just, like, staring at him. I'm just like, I was like, what just happened here? But, like, I was, like, I was here for it, because, like, I, I, I find entertainment and, like, all that stuff, like, I thought it was extremely funny, but I was just like, where the heck did he come from? I was yeah. like, why did he just attack him? But I was like, you know what? Whatever. Why not? Was- <laughs> why not? <laughs> uh, uh, KO, also Kevin Owens, him and Roman have been fighting since uh, December of last year, mm-hmm. right? It's been a few months. So, um, a little before that, shoot! I, I no, no, I'm nine. like I'm going back in my head. Nine. I know it was it was after the J, so after the J, so right. Roman thing ended in October. Uh, so it was look, it happened. Okay. Time we we're, were all watching. we're all stuck in our houses. Time means nothing. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, and then they faced each other at the Royal Rumble at a last man standing match, which KO lost. So um, basically. Edge is about to give his decision or is playing with Roman and then KO comes and he stuns him. Fade to credits. Uh, This is, all this really was is to prolong this decision. It's to prolong, it's to milk the Rumble winners from telling who they're going to face. Um, It also sets up like, okay, so if Edge doesn't face Roman, then who's next? And and I don't think KO is next. They'll find a way to put this to bed. They have to find a way to put this to bed because at this point, it's just very, it's overlong. Um, but they they want to put a little bit of doubt that Edge is going to uh, pick Roman. I think, w- uh-huh. yeah, like I think WWE has done a really good job this week, especially like making sure that there's some level of continuity. So if you're looking at like the Randy Orton yeah. and Edge feud, they reference the history very heavily there. Did, yeah. um, you look at you know it, like we're seeing things kind of 
We're seeing a lot of continuity happening in a lot of places. Exactly. This is one of them, though, where at least we're not just seeing Kevin Owens KO disappear. We're seeing it wrap up, hopefully, maybe, yeah. hopefully, um, to move on to something else. So I, I appreciated that. That was cool. And we've seen, and like, even more in our highlights, we're going to talk about some stuff where they didn't just drop anything at the Royal Rumble. Like, we're getting some closure, which is actually nice. Exactly. And so, yeah, and, and it, it's, it is, it, it's continue, it's, uh, the continuity and then it's just, um, moving on to that, to that next step. So, uh, Bianca, we finally get Bianca this week. Uh, you know, hopefully I, I get, I hope she gets the tour that Edge gets, um, next week. But uh, Bianca comes out. She talks about the feeling of the Royal Rumble. I still love. They've been putting her over all week. She's been in constant interviews. When they showed her parents, did y'all? I, I don't know if y'all saw this, but they showed her parents. Yep. Uh, they showed yep. her parents reacting to her Rumble win, and it was the cutest thing. I literally started crying because her the, parents were yeah. so excited, and then her dad like fell. <laughs> like he fell. And her, and this, this video is on Bianca's Instagram. Instagram at oh, Bianca yeah, yeah. Belair WWE. But like the thing I was impressed by, because I went to Instagram to watch this directly, was that basically her dad, like there it's a video of them basically watching uh, Bianca's mom and dad watching the Royal Rumble and just reacting to it. So at the start of the video, Bianca's dad like goes to get onto the couch, but like the back of the couch is one of those that like a futon like leans back. So he just like fell, like he bumped onto the ground and it's like, Oh man, like, is he going to be okay? And then he gets to the couch. Then Bianca wins. He jumps up on the table and yeah, then he's like table, he's yeah. celebrating and then like he walks out of the frame and then randomly like falls onto the couch like this man needs so to funny. be in pro wrestling I would, I would what, so watching Survivor so much this week made me think like I would love to see like a WWE blood versus water like oh. Bianca versus her dad like we'll yeah. get in Ric Flair Charlotte Flair like let's get we'll just get all these different combinations <laughs> but like I want to see that man in a wrestling ring like Shane McMahon like being thrown off of tight and trons and all that he could handle it i saw Mm -hmm. him he he's up to he's up to standards for that so yeah it was fun and they've been they've been doing this is what you if you're gonna have a new star win the royal rumble you make them feel like a star and that's what they've been just doing all all week so she she comes out she talks about what it would mean for her to to wrestle sasha she's been talking about wrestling sasha for ever now and Reginald the sommelier interrupts her we've been talking about Reginald and Carmella and Sasha for the past few weeks Reginald interrupts her I was not even listening really because I was like what are you doing here what was he talking about (laughs) yeah like he said like Carmella couldn't beat Sasha so if Carmella can't beat Sasha you can't beat Sasha then Carmella comes out I'm like okay Carmella what is happening right now she says some stuff and then Sasha comes out, which is what we wanted. Sasha comes out, says two words to Carmella, but basically tells Bianca, like, you got it all. You're the EST, but you don't have this. And she shows her the title. And it's a stare off. Um, then Reginald tries to interject and then Bianca whips him with her braid. Uh, this was an interesting segment. Uh just because it's like ugh, this is this is the problem with face versus face matches. This is the problem. Uh, both Bianca and both and Char. Uh, oof, 
and Sasha are both huh. uh, the good. Stop it! Hmm. Are both good guys, and uh, and so when you have two faces that are fighting each other, they have to find a way to build the to build the feud while trying to still make them both seem like good guys. And and WWE has not nailed this, and God knows how long. So that's why I'm I'm a tad bit scared of where this feud is going to go. Regardless, um, I'm going to like the match if if Bianca if Bianca decides to go with Sa- Sasha, I'm going to love everything about that because it's it's going to be like one of the first times they go one on one. Matt, th- what did you what did you think about the segment? Well, two things. Like one, I'm really curious if anyone has any listeners have any good examples of like face versus face feuds, like tweet us all that. Oh, yes, please. Um, Just because it's it'll be cool to go back and look and see how it was done, because maybe WWE will manage to get this right somehow. Um, There's definitely the question of like, why was Carmella there? And it was strange because she was just there. Really, yeah, um, just like, there. even beyond Reginald. And so I just was really confused. I'm going to also add that um, like the Indiana Jones moment with Bianca was pretty inspiring. <laughs> oh, but beyond that, like, let's give her some more prestige. We don't need him, this random man coming in here. We need security guards to keep people like them out. Yeah, like because I was thinking like visually that was that was it for me like visually when you're thinking of moments what's better you get a moment where it's just Sasha and Bianca or is it better when it's like Sasha Bianca and then random Reginald and And Carmella just like weird faces in the back and then she's like there and you're like why is no one beating her up like was this not was were there not issues there so I wasn't yeah. a fan is, of this segment. Yeah, the segment, exactly. I was not. Isaiah? I liked it. <laughs> I don't know. I thought that he was... Um, I, I didn't take him seriously. I don't know who he was it's yeah, coming in. You're not supposed so to. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. I thought he was like a joke. So I thought that yeah. when she whipped him off the stage, I thought that was hilarious. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. Um, but But just it, it, this was used to like hype up like a future match like i thought it was i thought it was okay it was solid yeah and i like that uh bianca normally incorporates using her braid into her matches a lot um but mostly more when she's a heel when she was a a sort of a heel a cocky heel character she used to whip the whew, she used to whip them girls like crazy and it would be it would yeah. get such a huge pop so um I like that uh I like that that she's using it as a baby face now. If she uses that on Sasha, oh my god, that's gonna be No, crazy. no, not Sasha. Sasha no. is, Sasha's gonna sell that like she got hit with a shotgun. No, don't do it. Me. Yeah, I know it's gonna be <laughs> I know, like I feel like you're gonna be crying, like no, no, <laughs> yes, no. Yes. No, I like when when you like two when you like two women's wrestlers and they wrestle each other. It's just like yeah. I this is win win for me, man. You know, so yeah. um yeah, I, I that segment was enough. Like she didn't make her decision because she kept getting interrupted. And again, I hope she gets a little bit more shine. But we'll we'll always put a pin in that and come back to it. Um, and just finally. The Intercontinental Triple Threat match between Big E, 
uh, Apollo Crews and Sami Zayn was just amazing. And there's not much to say about other than those three men put in work in the ring. Big E's Intercontinental Championship reign has been just, it's been perfect. He's been like the workhorse. He's defending as much as possible. He's, he hasn't lost a step. Like he, he's always been a baby face with like a lot of attitude. I love when he's talking his talk to Apollo Crews. So, mm-hmm. and, and then Sammy is just there with his conspiracy theories. Like, I, I hope this is leading to a multi-man match for the Intercontinental yeah. Championship. Like maybe at, maybe at WrestleMania. Yeah, and the, the one thing, the one thing I hope that we would have, I always think of this when I see Apollo in the ring, which is like, so on the indies, independent wrestling, he was known as UHA Nation. Mm-hmm. And there was like kind of a legacy there. And he wasn't like the biggest star, but he had something there. And sometimes I'm watching him and I'm like, I'm not a huge Apollo fan, but then I'm like, but I am a big Uha Nation fan. Like, <laughs> I wish he had his legacy to bring with him rather than kind of starting fresh in WWE because that would be would be a nice touch, but an amazing match um, overall. So I was I was a fan of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those, those are some huge guys. I would not <laughs> yeah. <want> to fight. <laughs> meaty, <laughs> like like the meaty men. Oh my gosh! Like, yeah. like the moment, like they would Slapping jump on someone. I'm like, oh my gosh! It's like a cannonball, bro. I'm like, no. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Those are those are the biggest guys out of everyone that we saw a fight too. So I was just like, sheesh. Um, yeah. but now, nah, yeah, that was cool. Okay, and um, again, we don't have much to go on for WrestleMania because this was just one of those weeks where it's still like kind of brand new. But in the speculation mm. of Bianca chooses Sasha and Bianca chooses Sasha, then that would mean that the Raw women would have to go to the Elimination Chamber, right? To figure out who is the number one contender there. I'm not too interested in that. Mm. The biggest thing I'm interested in is, um, which sounds so dismissive, but like because Oscar has no storyline, it'll just be built off yeah. of who wins that, you know. Um, yeah. But so if Edge goes with um, Roman, right? That means that again, the elimination will go to the Raw men, and Drew would have to figure out who he's facing. My thing is. Edge goes to Roman. That's a money match. That's a WrestleMania money match. That's a match that I think people would want to see. However, I don't think they should take the title off of Roman in that case. Yeah. So so Edge would be losing. Yeah. Edge goes to Drew. Mm -hmm. If Edge challenges Drew, that's not the biggest moneymaker match. That's really not. It's not as big, but Edge's Edge's money making could be brought to Drew, you know, and then Edge should win because Drew has had the belt for a very long time. But also Edge could beat Roman. I don't think that affects Roman's stance at all. Like Roman's yeah. gonna stay in there. Maybe that's there's a feud that comes out of that, but I think like where I land is I'm happy with either choice. The one that would be the one that will definitely not happen is him fighting for the NXT championship. Right. Yeah. You know? And I think, I think specific, it's interesting because he's talked about regaining the championship he lost. And, you know, on the SmackDown side, it's the universal championship, which technically didn't exist exactly. back then. 
Um, but on the raw side, they have the world champion. So yeah, I'm, I think that this should be interesting. I'll take whatever we get there, but I would love to yeah. see the Roman thing because I think there's a lot of, we'll get into it as we go forward in the weeks to come, but there's a lot exactly. of cool stuff they could play off there. Exactly. So yeah, it's just, yeah, I, I think I would rather, if this is Edge's final, you know, his final run, I think I would rather see him go against Drew in a storyline that I'm not as interested in, but win the belt, than go against Roman where, where the storyline would be really amazing. But I just don't think Edge should be ending Roman's streak right at this second. You know what I'm saying? Like, Drew has had the belt for a whole year. He, like, Right, he's had it. He got it since last WrestleMania. I don't. Did he lose? Yeah. Did he? He lost it for like two seconds with Randy. Like I think did Randy take it off of him for like a week or something? But anyways, he's had it. He's basically had it the entire week, the entire week, the entire entire year. Yeah, the entire year. So if he loses it now, that's not really, you know, it's not really cutting anything. Meanwhile, Roman basically just got his belt back in October. September, something like that. And um he's still like we were talking about last week, he's still on the rise character wise. So it's that that's a hard decision for the men's. I don't think there's any way Bianca doesn't choose Sasha. I just don't. The biggest thing on that side is how do again, how do we build a face versus face feud? And then if Asuka is still the women's champion by WrestleMania, who do they give her so that this is just not a placeholder feud? Okay, so we are done with the highlights. And again, the highlights can be found um, in our show notes, in a playlist. We have now made it in a play a YouTube playlist form where you can just go through all of the highlights. And now we just want to get to the, the fun part. Uh, Matt, do you want to tell Isaiah what we're going to be doing? Yes, Isaiah, we are going to be diving in to create a rehapsler where Mari and I will come up with a wrestling character for you. Yes, you. Awesome. And you get to choose, but you get to choose who has the better character. You're probably going to choose me this time because Mari has been on a little bit of a streak. Technically, somehow she in a way, got two wins in a single week. Um, and so I'm, I'm kind of, I'm failing right now. Um, but basically what we'll do is we will choose, each of us will choose a wrestling name or like a moniker for you, the overall gimmick, and then also a finishing move, and you will choose the winner. And okay. I believe I go first this time, yep. right, Mari? Yep, you go first. Okay. Isaiah. Eight ball. I'm here for you. I've got this gimmick for you. Mm-hmm. So you you have the music. You're also a big nerd. Mm-hmm. No offense. Yeah. But basically, basically, I kind of see you being a little bit like a combination between Diddy and Urkel here. <laughs> you've got the chain. You've got the look. You know, look, you've got it. And what I want you to do is to show up in WWE. You get to keep your name. You're going to be eight ball. But the thing is, you're going to walk up. You first show up, you know, everyone's like, who's this nerd? He likes music, but he's such a nerd. Well, what you're going to do slowly over time, we're going to see you doing little segments, making friends all around the roster. Well, then one day you're going to walk out to the ring and you're going to announce everybody. 
I've made the band. And just like Diddy, all of your, your band's going to come out and you could choose who you want from the roster. You could have Bianca Belair with that hair because that might be good for some choreography. You get Naomi. She's good. You could get whoever you want in your band. But the thing that I see here is that you could, you're going to just, you're going to show up to wrestle, but you're not going to have to wrestle because before any of the action happens, when the bell rings, your band's going to get in there and perform and it's going to distract the other perform. It's going to distract the other wrestler and you're going to basically just walk away. You're never going to really wrestle or compete. So I didn't come up with a finishing move for you because I find this as a way to promote your music. I find this as a way to promote your talent. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to see eight ball and the eight dwarf. I don't know if it'd be like eight ball and the seven dwarf. (laughs) It's like snow white. It's like okay. you are okay, making okay. it so easy, Matt. You're making it so easy. No, I think I believe in this though because I feel like I could see you recruiting people to be on your team. I know you you do your big collabs. I want to center your music in this. I don't want to distract from your talent. I don't want to distract from your character. I know mm-hmm. that you're nearing a thousand follows on SoundCloud. I want okay. that. I want your run in WWE to help with that. Okay, so, so that's right. what I've got. You don't, right. yeah, you don't, you don't have a finish move because you're like make love, not more. You're, you're like Miro, like what is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Anyways, anyways, we are going oh, to get too. All right, Mari, what so, about you? <laughs> so of course, just like Matt, we're not changing your name. Like you already have built-in branding. Eight Ball mm-hmm. is the branding. So we, so you, it's going to be the same name no matter what. <laughs> Copycat. Uh, hey you can say it all all you want to but i had this vision and you know before when you came up with sugar shan i had a similar vision and i pivoted um i pivoted uh to try and not be so similar but you know what i'm not doing that this time this time i am doing it so You are going to be eight ball. And I am, this is, this might be very stereotypical, but I am, I want to give you a Rick Ross. I want you to come out with Rick Ross. I want you to come out all black, like just like one of the black big men, muscle (laughs) teeth with like a black, black jean, like jeans that like you can wrestle in. They're jeans, but you can Mm -hmm. wrestle in fur coat, fur coat. Fake fur, because okay. we don't condone real fur. Okay, uh, okay. The faux, faux fur coat. I'm thinking white. It has to be white. It has hmm. to be white. Hmm. And then, again, okay. like does it have said, to? Does it have to be? <laughs> yeah, it has to be. Chains. <laughs> you gotta get the chains. You gotta okay. get the sunglasses. So, Matt's band thing, it's okay, whatever. But I, I think the art hmm. of the valet has been missing. Like, I want you with either a valet or a manager. And I think I want to go with valet and I want it to be a classy lady, not the hoes that grandfather, the grandfather. <laughs> <came out with>. <laughs> 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 not, not one of the hoes. I want a classy lady. I yeah, want her. I agree. Yes. I want <laughs> I her. I want her to kind of be like your personal assistant slash your your manager like she keeps your schedule like time is money that is your slogan time is money so she tells you like we're gonna be here at this time you show up to the ring you beat them down and you go because you don't get paid by the minutes and yes I just stole a Brock Lesnar line I did but (laughs) like that that she's telling you where to go you get into the ring 
you slowly take off your fur coat. You slowly hand the jewels. Like your opponent's like trying to get get at you. You're like, wait, I got to make sure my assets are secured. You hand all your stuff to your assistant. You go in there with some big man power moves. And then I think your finisher should be kind of like a combination of like, I think it should be like a five, uh, the, like the five knuckle shuffle, like the John Cena five knuckle shuffle uh, mixed with the people's elbow. So you have to do the thing where you get somebody on the ground, somebody's laying prone on the ground, you then run the ropes and then you hit them with an elbow. Like that's what I want to see. That's your finisher. And then after, and then, oh my God, I will love this. After you're wow. done pinning them for the three count, your assistant gives you like some dollars and you just like throw it on them as you like walk out. Really? That's what I want. I want really? ball, I want wrestling rapper. I really do. Really? I want, I don't care. I know it's very, it could be stereotypical, really? but I love every second of that because I can see Isaiah pulling it off. I'm just going to call you out here because I realize what? I realize that the way the only way I'm going to win is if I call you out on your gimmicks. So let me give you the list of problems, the problematic issues with this. Gimmick. Number not. one, why does it have to be a woman who is your assistant? Why does she have to do secretary I said, work? I, I believe that you can have whoever you want in your corner. Mari, no, Mari. No, no, no. So we're going to have whoever you want. Also, she's talking about the person gives you dollar bills. You have. If you're okay in my gimmick, I didn't say this. I did make the Diddy comparison. You would have cheesecake. You have cheesecake. You have okay, cheesecake. Matt, and you stop. have the tea. We have to go. Let and Isaiah then, pick. And Let then Isaiah, you also, you don't even have to wrestle. You don't have to wrestle. You get like eight. You get eight people with you. <laughs> one with her. So I don't know how mm-hmm. she can. I don't look. I'll, okay. It's your time to choose. But I'm just All letting right. you know. That there's a right choice and there's a wrong choice. Okay, week. so so there's pros and cons to both. Matt, huh? I huh? think yeah. you. I'm I'm going to listen both and I'm going to tell you guys. Huh? What, so I think Matt's idea is really original. I think okay. it's. Um, I, I enjoy the band thing. I'm iffy on the name, the eight doors thing. I'm iffy on, and I kind no, of no, that's not, no, 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 that's that not the name. Let me clarify. That's okay, not okay, the okay, name. Okay. Not just, yeah, well, that, that was not the name. That was I'm we're not going to use that word in the. In the well, not, okay, okay, yeah, okay. no. So, so it's I'm like gonna, Snow White and the Seven okay, Kings, except okay. it's your version of it. Okay, and I yeah. kind of want to definitely move. clarify that. <laughs> and I kind of want a finishing move, but I do like the band and all that. Mari, I also like your idea. I'm and I, I like the the system portion of. It. I think the system portion is actually pretty cool. I'm envy on the getup, but okay. Okay. but okay. I get it. <laughs> so with that being said, though, I will say I do like Matt's idea. So I'm going to go wow. give it to Matt this time. So. <laughs> Ding! Mari, can you hit the bell? The can you hit the bell? The do you have Bob's bell over there? No, I don't. <laughs> Ding. You, I needed that. Explain, you don't even explain the outfits, Matt. You That's don't even because it's you not an outfit; it's a vibe, and the no, people vibe. feel it. We get diddy. We get. Okay, wait. Let me be real. The fur coat. The fur coat. You almost got me. Actually, I did like. Actually, that. let me be real though, because I, I liked. I did like your outfit. I was like, okay, <laughs> I didn't explain outfit, but I'd probably go with what Mari. So I'd have a problem with your outfit, Mari. Thank you. Mari, and I, Mari you were coming in. I'm telling you, you, I was this close. You got me. Yeah, you know, I needed that's that. What though. I, that's what I came in with. I literally came in with that <laughs> thought in my mind. So I just didn't want to go away from it because it was similar to that. But again, I don't want to try and just 
do something on the fly just to be different or what yeah so, that was great another <laughs> yeah. round of create a rehab slur down i think we're even now but whatever yeah. uh, <laughs> so um <sighs> let's just we we got a few more minutes let's go into our shoot segment and um i think this week is i'm gonna say i'm gonna try and keep it i'm gonna try and keep it uh <laughs> not long um <laughs> But basically, Isaiah, this is this shoot segment. We just go in what we think um, just off the top of whatever moved us this week in wrestling. So um, I'm just going to take the reins on this one again this week because I saved this to the end. I just want to gush about Bianca Belair just for a minute because um, not only did a rising star win the Rumble, which we never we it feels like we don't see as much often, like Matt said earlier, like. WWE always seems to pull the trigger at the wrong time. Like the audience is begging for somebody to win. They don't. They, you know, they have to toil. And then when WWE finally pulls the trigger, it's kind of too late because we've already lost faith in them. So for WWE to pull the trigger on Bianca at the height of everything that's going on, she had a chronicle. She's being talked about in mainstream media. It was amazing. And uh, wrestling aside, again, as a black woman, the response on Twitter, my, my TL, I'm not gonna lie, it's very curated, <laughs> it's very curated. Um, so, but I just saw a lot of black women wrestling fans just say, we love this because we, we, really do not get to see ourselves in this space. When I was growing up, when I was watching wrestling, we barely got that res- representation. We got our Jacklins, we got our Jazzes, but after that, it was just, it was hard to come by. And you get so accustomed to not seeing yourself in spaces. Um, I think that's what people don't realize. When you don't see yourself in certain spaces, you just get so used to being okay not seeing yourself in that space. So when you finally do get characters like Bianca or Naomi and even Alicia Fox, I'm so glad she came back. Um, Yeah. yeah, once you see yourself in that space and then you see the success, it is just such a wonderful it's such a wonderful feeling, especially for black women, uh, women of color, people of color in general, you know, all of our, our, our marginalized communities to see ourselves in these wrestlers is just it's a feeling that just it it just affirms everything as to why we like to part- participate in this type of community and this type of style. So seeing Bianca win and just seeing the emotion on her face as she won people will say but it's it's predetermined da 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 da, da. they knew who was going to win yes but do you understand the level of um like trust the company has to put into you for them to give you that win that's a big deal and that's why Bianca was crying when she was she was winning this this win means that the the company sees something in her and they are willing to back her like Isaiah said he saw star power from the jump just looking at her we all see star power from the jump and for WWE to really just back her like this just says so many things and it makes us happy it makes us as black women happy um Naomi came back for the Royal Rumble. Of course, uh, I am, uh, again, a a Naomi Stan as well. And the outpouring of love from her followers was amazing. It was great. But just like 
with Bianca and, and with Naomi previously, when you get that love, you also get that backlash. And Naomi had a lot of backlash for what? I don't know. They just, the right. haters always come out. So we were, we were having a, um, a hashtag, uh, why we love N- Naomi was trending a little bit. We were trying to get that trending because we just want to kind of erase the, that hate because I get that. Naomi coming back or Bianca winning might not be for you. It it wasn't for you. It was for us. It was for the culture. It was for Black women and Mm -hmm. for anybody else who wants to participate. Just because I say it's for us doesn't mean you can't participate. But if it's not your cup of tea, it's not your cup of tea. Sit there and eat your food because not everything has to be for you. This was for us. Naomi was for us. Bad Bunny came. Like I said, I don't know a look of Spanish. (laughs) Um, when he was announced instead of being dumb and being like who what is this this isn't metal why is wwe having this this spanish guy on i looked him up and guess what he's one of the number one selling latin american artists right now and Mm -hmm. he has millions of followers millions of listeners on on spotify and stuff like that he is a worldwide sensation so bad bunny i want to participate in him being for me you know, but he wasn't for you. If you don't, if you can't get behind, you know, one of the biggest mainstream acts being on WWE TV, he's not for you. And just shut up and sit there because you don't need to contribute to this. Why they have him on? This is stupid. Like, just just don't say anything. It's really easy to do that. So, again, not everything yeah. is going to be centered in a um, from an American gaze. So just sit there and appreciate it or just keep it to yourself. You know what? I'm going to jump in, though, too, to like Mm -hmm. build on what you're saying to say, first and foremost, like I'll number one, challenge people to like not just sit there, not accept that it's not for you. Like when we talk, I'm not I'm not trying to get on like the American soapbox, but like (laughs) when you talk about like America, but even just more broadly, like when you talk about our world, there are so many different types of people and viewpoints. So if you look at someone who is speaking a language you don't understand or who doesn't look like you or who you just don't like for some reason that you don't understand or whatever it is, like you need to look in the mirror and question that and I would push you to do that rather than say this isn't for me like why don't I like Naomi why don't I like Bianca why don't I like Bad Bunny why and then also why do I feel the need to use my energy in a way that's taking away from their glow and their shine because like frankly our world does not need that right now that is a waste of your energy you need to be focused on so many other things we all do so like let's get let's leave that negativity in the past because I think we can change But the second thing I'll say, speaking of change, is that going back to last week, I did not have faith that Bianca Belair would win this (laughs) Royal Rumble because... You didn't have what we've WWE. seen with WWE. Mm-hmm. I just figured, oh, Vince McMahon, oh, Bianca, yeah. oh, yeah. she's like, look at that braid. Oh, but he'll <laughs> give it to Charlotte or to yeah. someone else, you know. Yeah. And it's like it—it it sucks to be in that place where you've been a it fan feels, for so yeah. long. You see how they do, um, do well how they do things, but like how they do us, like and yeah. like trash us. And so it was amazing to see Bianca win, but. I'm hoping that Bianca winning and more people like her winning and more voices like her shining will actually like help get people like me 
out of that jaded place like, oh, yeah. WWE doesn't care about us. They won't give us this one when we desperately need it and know we know that it it should happen. So I just wanted to throw that in there to challenge people to be better, but also like hopefully wrestling gets better and becomes more of a place for, for us to be there. Not just like black women and black people, but like all types of people who haven't been represented by WWE. Because as I was saying earlier, it's so much more exciting when you get the the new stuff, the rare stuff in WWE. Mm -hmm. So that's all I wanted to drop right there. Isaiah, any thoughts on anything we just said? You know, I I think what this has done is it sparked interest in me in in all this. You know, like I I do want to check it out a little bit. Um, A little bit. A little bit, a little bit. I'm, a little bit, I'm, but, I'm dipping myself yeah, in the water a little yeah, bit before yeah, I jump okay. into the pool. You know, I'm getting into it. I'm getting to it, man. But not for real. Like, like I think it's interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I, I thought like there's like a pre, like decided thing thought when it comes to stuff like this. Where it's like, oh, like it's fake. Uh, uh, yeah. Like, like, but like actually sitting down and and like watching it, I'm like, it's not that bad. Like, like it's. A hint of creativity in it as well. That, that, I thought totally. that exactly, and I like. I think that's what interested me the most. And it's like there's actually like a lot of effort when it comes to like uh, the little interactions and the relationships and there's history. So it's just like ah, you know, I'll, I'll look at it, I'll look at it a little bit, you know, I'll check it out. But I, I enjoyed it. Great. We'll take that. We'll yes, take that. we will. <laughs> and um, yeah, I like like we said last week. Uh, black women, especially in WWE, have been told to wait their turn very yeah. often we even said yeah, it on our really. podcast that mm-hmm. like that's what it, it is they're often said so it was just great to see that she didn't have to wait for it so perfect time to see you thrive yeah. yeah so i think that's it i mean that was fun that the shoot was fun um and uh so isaiah can you tell us where the people tell the people where they can find you plug anything you want to plug plug it all Sure. I'll I'll make it quick. Um, You know, first of all, thank you guys for having me here. I'm extremely grateful. I'm very excited for you guys. Like I said, um, you guys are doing an amazing job over here. Um, For me, I am on Twitter. I'm on Instagram on everything at eight ball bangers, uh, literally the number eight of them ball bangers. So you can find me there. Um, I make music on SoundCloud, Spotify and all that. So you can find me at eight dash ball. If you want to listen to all that mess. Um, And then I also podcast um, sequester big brother, all that other stuff on RHEP, but I also started on my own channel called silent podcast and we literally just got done covering the entire sequester season and we're interviewing the players and all that so if you want to go watch that stuff silent podcast on youtube but yeah you know that's where you can find me um and i'm just like i said very thankful for you guys having me here and thank you for inviting me yeah it's good to have you here and i'll just say like Every week, I'm so amazed. Like, I'm glad that we can make a podcast, Mari. But, like, I know. Um, I just love like three. We're three black people here, and we're also three mm-hmm. different different people in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. But three black people, and it's cool that like we could have our voices on RHAP and in the wrestling wrap ups. And so I just mm-hmm. I'm getting emotional about that and want to say that. But if you want to see where else I'm going to get emotional, you could follow me uh, at Matt Scotchy W on social media and I'll tweet about all the things there. But back to you, Mari, for for more. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thank you. No, no uh, yeah, you can find me at Mari Talks Too Much on Twitter. That's Mari Talks Too Much with two, like the number two. Um, yeah, it's been really fun uh, to be granted with this platform to talk about wrestling as a uh, black people it, it's been yeah. it's been good and, and we appreciate everything that rhap has done for us especially you know um covering such a great time in wrestling in general so please everybody if you like our podcast please uh, rate us five stars um subscribe to the rhap reality tv wrap for hap ups Hopefully we'll get our podcast feed soon. Um, I'm really hoping. Uh, we will. Yeah, we will. We'll do. It's the build. <laughs> this is the road to WrestleMania. The road to the podcast feed. Do it, Rob. Do it. It's yeah. coming. <laughs> so hopefully uh, <laughs> we can get that them five stars. We can get the comments yeah. to get that up. Uh, you can always email us again um, at wrestling at uh, robhasawebsite.com. If you get your, your feedback in before Saturday mornings, you might hear it here on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to thank everybody who's reached out to us in the, in the last week, who we've shouted out throughout the um the episode today and um you can always tweet us using uh hashtag wrestling wrap up um and we'll see all your comments there so before we go just please make sure that you treat all wrestlers as human beings and um try and keep the negative negativity to yourself and uh, other than that please avoid any uh flying elbows and we'll see you guys later Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.